Apparently, they brought some hot Ukrainians with them. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, March 3rd, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 283. This is No Agenda. Watching C-SPAN instead of Charlie Sheen's tweets here at the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, People's Republic of Southern California in the morning. I am the lone wolf known as Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I'm watching Charlie Sheen's tweets rather than C-SPAN, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. I say that three times fast. I can't say it one time fast. <laughs> Apparently. Hey, in the morning to you, John. In the morning to you and in the morning to all ships at sea. Yes. I'm not going to do them today. I don't feel Good. like it. I'm tired. You know, um, I went. we went to bed at 10. And I was working all day yesterday, literally from um, from the early in the morning to the minute we went to bed. And I shouldn't have done that because I was working on the No Agenda News Network. So I'm like, that's that's perfect, Mickey. That's exactly the look with some pearls. Um, and uh, so I'm I'm you know working on programming stuff. And then I I'm in bed and then I fall asleep. And at like two o'clock, I was like really warm and I woke up and I could not get back to bed. And you know, I'm like. Got out, went back to bed, you know, laid there, you know, you know, with like an hour and a half, you're like, doo do doom do doom do doom do doom do doom and the sleep Insomnia. just Yeah, totally. It's just too much I just see lines of code running in my head. And and I'm already a great programmer. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, kind of pathetic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, ah. I just saw in my in my little opening spiel I had Sunday, March third. That's just how awesome I am today. Anyway, I hope people appreciate the work we're putting into it. Cause Today's the ne- Thursday, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I said it properly. But uh, it's going to be... Uh, yeah. Well, you, have a, you only made one mistake ever, I think, in the opening. <laughs> yeah. That we actually left in the recording. <laughs> Done it all the time. What are you talking about? So, um... Hey, of- hey how about that Libya, huh? You know, I'm getting sick of this Libya story. We do have some <laughs> Libya wrap-ups to do on this show. I want to also, I do have, I hate to tell you this. No, no. In advance, but I will, I'll warn you. No. Yeah. I have three Charlie Sheen clips. No, no, I mean, it, it's, it's, I can handle the Bieber. I, I mean, I do want to talk about Charlie Sheen, but you have actual clips? That's rough. I'll tell you why. Because I got one clip that proves he's insane. Mm-hmm. Because he's on Piers Morgan and he says Piers Morgan's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That's not winning right there. <laughs> so that we got that clip, and then I got a clip of a, kind of a medley, which is him. All right. All right. We'll get to it later. We can't do and real noise at the beginning of the show. Talking about bipolar and, yeah, and some right. elements of it. So, um, of course, there's, there's yeah. So there's a ton of news uh, about Libya, and here's what I did after our previous show. Thank you everybody for emailing me. Um, links to uh, Wag the Dog, which, by the way, John, that movie is uh, from 1997. Yeah, I know. It's a great, one of the all-time great films. It, so so what is that, 24 years old? Yeah. Am, am I saying that correctly? No, 14 no, years old. 13, 14, 13, 14 four, years old. 14. And, yeah. and um, so you know, people said, oh, yeah. it's on Netflix, not on streaming, but you can order it. But it's also on iTunes. You can rent it on iTunes, which, and you download it for an hour and then you rent it for 24 hours stupid anyway so we watched it in bed and i had forgotten how much is really in there i mean we're talking suitcase nuke sleeper cells I mean, the whole the whole thing is in there every meme known to man and every single one that i've been watching literally on cnn since the last show i'm like this is so obvious except uh, in 97 
um, they didn't have iPhones. Um, Robert De Niro, who plays kind of the, the fix-it guy who makes everything happen for the president and kills people if necessary, he has a Palm Pilot. <laughs> That's his level of technology. That's how old the movie is. And everyone has the, the StarTac uh, Motorola phones right? Uh, as cell phones. And, uh, but it just was not lost on me that this is, this is exactly the same thing, except now we have, of course, Twitter and Facebook. And uh, to help in uh, in the dissemination of disinformation, particularly towards you know, people here in America who are buying this crap and we're fully going to support a military uh, invasion of Libya. It's it's painfully obvious. And uh, Herr Hillary was um, in front of the uh, in front of the um, what is it the the Foreign Relations Committee in a two and a half hour. Uh, it's supposed to be like a question and answer yeah, session. Yeah, I couldn't watch it. I watched the whole thing. Thank God someone did. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Actually, are there it, any nuggets in there? Yeah, the, could... yeah, there are some nuggets. Um, I would assume there would be. So, but of course, the whole thing is a setup because you've got uh, John Kerry, who's the chair, and he, and he does like ten minutes opening speech. I'm not going to play all ten of it, but right in the beginning, he just sets the tone. Yeah, you know, and it, it's all complimentary up until. You know, like the last fifteen minutes, and they let some you know unimportant person ask a question or something. Everyone's just grandstanding. So it's real. The whole thing is supposed to be about the budget, and uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, Department of State uh, needs fifty-seven billion dollars, <laughs> which is a cutback, I might add. <laughs> fifty-seven billion dollars uh, for, uh, as she says herself, um, and that's actually in one of these clips. The uh, the number of employees in the State Department would not uh, would not even fill up a U.S. aircraft carrier. So it's like only a couple thousand people, but still they managed to spend $57 billion. And, of course, it's by giving money to foreign dictators who then turn around and, you know, and, and, and do weird stuff to us. You know, it's funny. We have all these anti-bribery laws that you can't do this. You can't give uh, foreign uh, people money if you're a corporate president or a corporate uh, salesman or anything. Like that. And then people get thrown in the jail for that. Yet our whole M.O. as a, as a, as a government is to essentially yeah. bribe. Yeah. Dictators. Dictators. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know what else you'd call it, isn't it? I mean, they end up with the money in their pockets. Isn't that a bribe? Yeah. Well, uh of course, it's all under the guise of well, it's for humanity. Thank you, Donnie. It's for humanitarian aid or whatever. Um, and by the way, uh, turns out the EU has sold the mo- Britain in particular has sold the most weapons to Libya, <laughs> like a hundred thousand small handguns and all kinds of stuff like that. Anyway, so here's uh, here's uh, Carrie uh, opening up, and it's just uh, Hillary by herself uh, in the in the uh, the horseshoe semicircle there. And he kind of sets the tone right off the bat. Good morning. Morning. This hearing will come to order. Uh, Madam Secretary, it's wonderful to welcome you here today. Uh, I know you're freshly back from a quick trip. And uh, we appreciate enormously all of your efforts on our behalf. Hey, a stroke, stroke. Get to I it, I can't Gary. think of a more relevant moment in many ways for you to appear before the committee. So we're happy to have you here. Uh, let me just say up front that uh, we have joined with our allies and we've heard loudly and clearly from you, Madam Secretary, that Colonel Gaddafi must go. Gotta go. Uh, he has lost all legitimacy and 
I think it's important to be clear that we can't be halfway about that goal. The people of Libya are not asking for uh, foreign troops on the ground. They are committed to doing what is necessary. However, but they do need the tools to... Tools! There it is! It's, it, it's one minute into it. We've already got tools coming, John. The open up the tool shed. ...the slaughter of innocents on Libyan streets. Slaughter of innocents. And I believe that the global community cannot be on the sidelines while airplanes are allowed to bomb and strafe. So uh, I was watching these airplanes bombing and strafing, and uh, it makes no sense to play the clips from uh, from CNN. Because literally, well, we were here with our camera crew, and then a, a Libyan fighter came over and, uh, and it, uh, dropped bombs on this on this whole city, and it's like three huts in the distance. I'm like, okay, that's not a city. And then uh, you know, and then they came back again and, and said, well, where's the video? Where's the video of this? They don't have any video. They show a hole in the ground, which is an edit. They should, <laughs> I can see Dustin Hoffman directing this. It's old B-roll. Totally. And then they show like a couple guys like with some smoke out of some huts. And they show an explosion in a complete empty desert. Yeah, well, the Libyan bombers, the fighter pilots suck because they can't aim, apparently. They're shooting into sand. Like, all right, so there's no video of this. There is no video of dead people who were slaughtered innocents by the thousands. Uh, but there's plenty of video. It's just they never. They always Actually, cut away. I was watching one of the... Uh, uh, news networks covering this and they said oh here we are in a hospital and they showed two guys that were yeah, yeah, well, mangled yeah exactly that's the same and, video that i've the seen rest of them, they, they make it sound like there's hundreds and hundreds of them and there's the two guys and they kept showing then they read then they kind of looped it no I I, so, I I heard on npr there was national treasure well we have the exact count 417 I was waiting for a magic number there. I mean, it's like if there's four hundred seventeen dead, there's got to be like thousands. You know, it's a factor of ten people. injured. So yes, there's be exactly. Thousands of people. Yeah, yeah, that you could that could be limping around bleeding. And it and may be, but they're not showing it yet. Everybody's there. All the news networks. Everyone's got their little stand up position. We've got the 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 guy from the BBC um, news news tonight. We've got the Christiana Ampour. Everyone's in. Everyone's. Full free access, yet they, we don't have any video of these uh, all these people who are. It's a total information war. Now, um, just one more second of Carrie, and then I'll get into Clinton because she said some really interesting things. A no-fly zone is not a long-term proposition. Uh, assuming the outcome is what all desire, and I believe we ought to be ready to implement it as necessary. Yeah. So he's saying. It's not at all we desire, but if we need to, we'll implement it. He's saying we'll go in, we'll kick ass, that we're going to go take over, and we're going to help all of our uh, oil elites get exactly what they want. So um, then Clinton, you know, she she has to kind of cover up this whole Libya thing, which we'll get back to in a second, and she she's saying, well, you know, we need to um, get more money. How are we going to do that? Well, we're so ge- I'm so genius. I'm so genius. I'm going to tear down the walls between the secretary, the uh, the Ministry of Defense, and the uh, and the State Department, so we can share our budgets. And, and, what? Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. I'm like, what? She's now going to have access to to defense budget, and and what's she going to do with this money? Oh, fantastic things, John. Second, even as our civilians help bring today's wars to a close. We- By the way, it's all about our civilians. This is her. Okay, see you in a bit, darling. Uh, 
her, her staff is the civilians, and the civilians are doing all the work. Civilians. We are working to prevent tomorrow's. This budget devotes over $4 billion in sustaining a strong U.S. presence in volatile places where our security and interests are at stake. Okay. Oh, hold on. Yeah, there's a little... Development and humanitarian assistance in the midst of the headquarters for Al-Qaeda on the Arabian Peninsula. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. What? Yeah, she said, because she's reading everything. She said, in the midst of the, the, the headquarters of Al-Qaeda on the Arabian Peninsula. 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 <laughs> Which she corrects, but it's, she looks down. She, she realizes, wait, I didn't say that right, did I? Peninsula. That doesn't sound right. What was on that bumper sticker again? Uh, Al-Qaeda on the Arabian Peninsula. Peninsula. No, that's not right. Peninsula. No, Peninsula. It focuses right. on those same goals in Somalia. It has helped the northern and southern Sudanese chart a peaceful future, and we need to stay on that. That's right. We'll stay right on that. we got George Clooney, Eye in the Sky. This is all coming down to Clooney land. The guy's been in position. He's been waiting for this to happen. We've got Egypt. We've got Libya. We've Somalia, got Tunisia. Let me, I want to do an aside on this. I'm more than a little amused about the Somalian situation because, they, you know, they first of all, the pirates. The, oh, oh, the, pirates are back. The pirates captured those two uh, uh yeah, Christian uh, evangelists and right. killed them. Yes, and then, but nobody says anything. The public goes, "I don't." Know, well, the guys are on a yacht. I mean, give me a break. And so now <laughs> they've they've captured it finally for the first time. They've captured a bunch of kids. Yeah. Yeah, hey. try to get the American public worked up, and the American public goes, "Well, you know, they shouldn't have been there." Yeah. So it's like we're not—they're not getting any Somalia action by the no. Americans. <laughs> It's got to be driving them crazy. What yeah. are we going to do next? What do we have to do to get Somalian action we going have a on? Boat full of babies and puppies. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe we'll have to have Clooney go on a on a weekend uh, excursion or something. Kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> it helps Haiti rebuild. Ah, that's my favorite. It helps Haiti rebuild. What your hotel, Hillary? Please. And it proposes a new global security contingency fund. Oh, that sounds like a slush. Global contingency security fund mm. that would pool resources and expertise with the Defense Department. We are trying to tear down the walls oh. and the bureaucratic jurisdictional obstacles that too often prevent the United States government from being as efficient as it can be by bringing all of our government assets together. That was a little Reagan-esque thing there. Now, tear down that wall, Mr. Gorbachev. I need some of that money on the other side. So, um, okay. Then, uh, <laughs> and this is the one that got, uh, that got some ink on the interwebs. Uh, for those of you that think Al Jazeera is awesome and it's great news and that it's not uh, funded and uh, driven by British intelligence, uh, you should think this. When Hillary Clinton says they're doing a great job, <laughs> you know that there's something very, very wrong. Something's up. Now, listen to this because, of course, they only got the first part of the story. Uh, even the people in the in the conspiratorial uh uh, circles didn't really listen to the whole thing because, of course, people are lazy, and I sat there and watched all of this crap. But, uh, I'm hopeful you can bring us good news about more aggressive policies, hoping with the, the BBG and others. Well, Senator, I want to thank you for the report that you did um, on the uh, uh, Broadcasting Board of Governors and all of the problems that it uh, 
uh, has experienced. Yeah, no, listen, listen to this. Listen to this. I agree with you. Walter Isaacson is a, an excellent choice. The board is a very invigorated Republicans and Democrats. They understand we, we are engaged in an information war. Right. Now, uh-huh. Aha. now this is very important. Information war. Okay. You know, during the Cold War, we did a great job in getting America's message out. Yeah, we did a great got- job of scaring Americans. Well, it turns out that there was nothing going on. Russia had nothing but gray buses with curtains and tubes coming out of it. Great job. You didn't. You scared the American people, but okay. After the Berlin Wall fell, we said, okay, fine, enough of that. You know, we've done it. We're done. Um, and unfortunately... <laughs> That's the way I recall it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, enough of that. Nothing still- to see here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we enough of that now. She's getting so cavalier in her communication that she's starting to trip up. Listen, you'll hear we it. We are paying a big price for it. And our, our private media cannot fill that gap. In uh-huh. fact... Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now... It How gets- does that work? They can't fill that gap. You know why? Because they suck. Now, listen. Our private media, particularly cultural programming often works at counter purposes to what we truly are as americans and what our values are i remember having an what? afghan general yeah i know it's this great stuff she's so cavalier she's like i don't know what does she want her own radio network well, i she, don't know she does so actually back that up a little bit i want to hear this i want to take this in yeah no it gets better it john it gets better price for it and our our private media cannot fill that gap. In fact, our private media, particularly cultural programming, often works at counter purposes to what we truly are as Americans and what our values are. Now, uh, how do you read that, Obi Wan Kenobi? I, I, well, that's a good question. Well, for one thing, it's obviously that the cultural aspects that are being transmitted mostly through the. Uh, I'd What's say, wrong? Yeah. The Kardashians is great. What's her problem? Oh, that's what you know. <laughs> I, you know what? She must be talking about. She. Uh, no, that can't. You don't. Well. You don't even let have me, to let say. Me, let me take in the whole thing before I kind of see. What no, the, yeah, you got to hear everything. Otherwise, you, you, you'll be astounded what you're about to hear. I remember having an Afghan general tell me that uh, the only thing he thought about Americans is that all the men wrestled and the women walked around in bikinis because the only TV he ever saw was Baywatch and worldwide wrestling. Yeah, so this was in the 1980s, Hillary. If you're going to talk crap, then you should at least say all, all, they all think the chicks look like, like the Kardashians and they all pull each other's hair out like on uh, uh, Real Housewives. And uh, the dudes She's are all Jack Bauer. Right. She- those are references to Jerry Springer and yeah. Uh, yeah. and Skin. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we we are in an information war, uh-huh. and we are losing that war. I'll be very blunt in my assessment. Al Jazeera is winning. Hey, as Charlie Sheen is winning, we're in deep trouble. We're in deep trouble. Al Jazeera's winning what? They're winning the information war. <laughs> Now, there's a little, uh, I have to say, uh, C-SPAN's video, because I didn't watch it live, C-SPAN's video player sucks balls, and it will just stop for no reason. So there's a little stop in here of about a second or two. I didn't have time to edit it out, so ignore that. But what she's saying is vitally important as to what the State Department is doing to uh, uh, pollute the news stream. The Chinese have opened up a global English language and multi-language television network. 
the Russians have opened up an English language network. I've seen it in a few countries. Yeah, we watch it on the internet all the time, Hillary. I've I've actually seen it. She's talking about RT. Yes. What else is she talking about? That's much must be what she's talking yeah. about. But everybody's saying, <laughs> "Where's she that. been?" This is typical. <laughs> this is like when when uh, when uh, what's his name was uh, oh, the guy with the uh, the, the Secretary of uh, Defense. Um, during you know oh man i can't remember come on i keep seeing his name i keep seeing his face ted who ted i'm just making it up ted (laughs) ted ted when ted ted was uh rumsfeld ted rumsfeld (laughs) was uh was saying that he never heard of building seven Right. These people don't get out. No. Or they're just MK Ultra or they're just lying. Is that possible? Did that ever is no, that one of your think, options? I honestly don't believe because it's too much of a weird lie. I mean if you're gonna lie, you lie about stuff like, oh, we found All right, now, well, skip all that. So if you are if you want to be winning in the information war, what would you do? Well, it seems to me you'd put on a uh, English station. No, uh, be so- hipper than that, John. Hipper. Music? No. <laughs> no. Nudity? <laughs> I have no idea. Interwebs, man. You got to get some kids on the interwebs. No. The yeah. what? Yeah, listen. And it's quite uh, instructive. We are cutting back. The um, BBC is cutting back. Um, so here's what we are trying to do. You know, in the State Department, we have pushed very hard on uh, new media. Yeah. So we have a- new media. That's it. That's what we do. New meat? No, no, but we're not doing what Hillary's doing. She's got a whole army. Listen. Uh, here's that little break. I'm sorry. Here we go. You could have yeah. cut that So out. we have an Arabic Twitter feed. We have a Farsi Twitter feed. I have this group of young, you know, techno experts who are out there <laughs> engaging oh. on websites, and we're putting all of our... <laughs> you talked over it. Listen to what the techno kids are doing. Twitter feed. I have this group of young, you know, techno expert, and she's waving her hands like, you know, like two hands in the air, going like techno experts. You know, the left and right push, <laughs> like she's pushing imaginary pedals of her techno gadgetry or something. I don't know. Techno experts. Techno experts techno. who are out there. Maybe she means techno music. <laughs> Maybe she thinks it's like that hip beat music. You know, that drum and bass. Yeah. So we have an Arabic Twitter feed. We have do an Arabic Twitter feed. We have a Farsi Twitter feed. I have this group of young, you know, techno experts who are out there engaging on websites, and we're putting all of our young Arabic-speaking diplomats out so that they are talking about our values. Um, now, what that means is she's got a little army of techno experts, and they're sitting out there, and they're tweeting disinformation. Yeah. They've probably got the, paid. They've got that HB Gary, uh, you know, multiple personality account software, right? That uh, what's the name yep. of that company? The the guy, the CEO just resigned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got all that stuff. Oh, let me just get you the name of it. It's uh, yeah, HB Gary. Um, so they've so they're managing ten, twenty, maybe fifty profiles at a time, and they're just doing stuff in Arabic because they speak Arabic. They speak Farsi. They Twitter it. They got a Twitter feed. And they just t- and this is it. This is this is where all the news is coming from. It's coming directly from the State Department. Um, Walter is working hard with his board to try to, you know, transform uh, the broadcasting um, efforts because most people still get their news from TV and radio. Now, so even though in what in what century, Hillary? 
please. Oh, we're we're pushing online. We can't forget TV and radio. And so I look. I would look uh, very much toward uh, your cooperation to try to figure out how we get back in the game on this because I hate ceding what we are most expert in to anybody else. That's right. Well, you what? need to get yeah. You're most expert in what? Sending out bull crap? Is that what she said? <laughs> I think that's exactly the message. We're the experts <laughs> at bull crap, and I'm not going to let anybody else out no, bull we, crap. When it us. comes to bull crapping and hustling, as the president said, we hustle better than anybody else. So, uh, techno experts, be very wary of techno experts. I think I need a t-shirt. I'm a techno expert. So, what is this all about? So, now they were creating another minister of propaganda, a ministry of propaganda. Ministry of truth, absolutely. Which is going to send out a bunch of bullcrap tweets. They're already doing it. This 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 is what NPR is picking up. Like, oh, oh, something's happening here. Oh, CNN. CNN's and all of them. Oh, the Twitter feed is rapid. Oh, yeah. Rah, rah. yeah. Oh, that's Arabic letters. Must be important. We found one. And now that you mentioned we got one called Libyan News. Somebody sent us some links to like, right. oh, something yeah. going on. And I go look at the at the Twitter feed. It's called Libyan News Today or something like that. I'd have to go look at it. Yeah. And it's got like eight followers. It obviously was just put up the other day. <laughs> yeah. And it's making all kinds of claims about one thing or another. It's yeah. obviously bull crap. Yeah. Yeah. But I never thought it was from our own State Department. I thought it was just some other propaganda. No, it is media. from the State Department. And she just said it. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's not identified as, hi, I'm Bob. I'm from the State Department. I'm from the techno expert team. Is that? Have you seen that Twitter profile anywhere? Not no, yet. no, no. Of course I, that's not. That's what I'd use. Yeah, I, I'd love to have those credentials. I'm a techno expert, <laughs> and I'm tweeting for you. <laughs> all right. So what is this all about? Here's where she gets cavalier and just lays it on the line. And uh, and this, of course, is truly what is happening in Libya because. Uh, and, and, and before you go there, I just yeah. want to before we forget some of the things she said. I want to mention that it is the programming she's complaining about. The Kardashians, the big breasts on Baywatch. No, 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 no. Baywatch is not on anymore, John. Uh, they still have reruns overseas. <laughs> and so the point is is that those things are what are do benefit us yeah, by that's corrupting what, that's, that's what, these, exactly. these, these governments that are like, oh, the, oh i got to wear a veil, you got to do this. You can, no, you don't. It's, they need to send Kim, Kim Kardashian over. War over in like yeah, three that's seconds. What I think. Yeah, but they got it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they have us running the show? And by the way, it is a little show. All right. So uh, now she gets all loose and she's talking, and because uh, now she now she's off script, and she just lays it out. You know, remember uh, they evacuated thirty thousand Chinese because everyone's going in and getting their people out. Right, we've got uh, thirty thousand Chinese because they got a big refinery in uh, in Libya. They evacuated them. We get the Brits out. We got to get some Americans out. But it's it's really it's the Chinese. But but what is really the problem? What what is really going on? Why are we doing all of this? Why are our tax dollars going to kill brown people in deserts everywhere? Well, it's painfully obvious, Madam Secretary. We had a small amount of $21 million that we were going to spread across many of these island countries. Um, obviously, that would not be possible. And we are in a competition for influence with China. Oh. Let's, be, let's, let's, let's put aside the moral, humanitarian, do-good side of what we uh, believe in. Let's just put it all aside. Put aside all the morals. In other words, that's yeah, the cover that. story. That's the cover story. 
It's all about being in competition with China. Oh, really, Hillary? Do tell. Let's just talk, you know, straight realpolitik. We are in a... Oh, realpolitik. Ah, she's French. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Hilary. Realpolitik with the techno experts. Competition with China. Uh, take Papua New Guinea. Huge energy find to go to one of uh, uh, Senator Luger's very strong points. ExxonMobil is producing it. China is in there every day in every way trying to figure out how it's going to come in behind us, come Horn in under in. us. Yep. <laughs> uh, they're supporting the uh, dictatorial regime that unfortunately is now in charge of Fiji. Yeah, right. And of course, we support our own dictatorial regimes like uh, Libya. So we, you know, we brought this up initially when we discussed Libya the first time, which is that the Chinese have something to do with this. Yes, and we pointed out the exactly. fact that Libya started doing deals with the Chinese, so we had to go in there with our economic hitmen and take care of business. One storyline that I forgot to bring up over and over, uh, show after show, is the fact that during the fracas uh, taking place in Libya, the, there was a Chinese oil refinery that was built and attacked Kind of in the background. Nobody yeah. covered the story. Some, no one cares. Some, it's Chinese. We're in competition with them. Some newsletters covered it. But why are they attacking the, and you know trying to blow up the Chinese refinery? It's got nothing to do with overturning the government. No, the Libyan, it's all part of this. Right, because you know, the Libyans aren't doing it. The jackals are in from the economic hitmen, and they're the ones doing it. Yeah. They're, they're the ones that are when, when Gaddafi says it's al-Qaeda, he's not lying. It is CIA-based al-Qaeda from the Arabian Peninsula. <laughs> peninsula, the, the Arabian Peninsula, and uh, and they're and they're just blowing stuff up. This is it's like classic. The only it, this is John. You've been around. Is this not the classic way? We've all read econ, the Confessions of an Economic Hitman. This is a classic. No, it's a total classic. It's beautiful, actually, and fun to watch. And at the it's same a good time, show. Yeah, it's not bad. It's no one's really getting, good. Show. We can actually put on the credits. No actual humans were harmed during the during the filming of this show. And uh, it, and and the fallout is quite interesting as we're, as we're starting to witness. Finish up what you're doing, and I'll um, mention some right. stuff going yeah. on because to, you know uh, apparently the sons have all left town in the G5. Yeah. Of course. Well, here we go. They have brought all of the leaders of these small Pacific nations to Beijing, wine them and dine them. Oh, we don't do that. We never have well, anyone never do that. We wouldn't wine and dine anyone, would we? That would be wrong. <laughs> I mean, if anybody thinks that our retreating on these issues is somehow uh, going to... Notice the military term, retreating. Uh-huh. Be irrelevant to the maintenance of our leadership in a world where we are competing with China where we are competing with Iran. Oh, really? Oh, that's why we're so, so angry and aggressive towards them, because we're competing with them. John, did you know that we're competing with Iran? Actually, I did. Yeah, so did I, but that's not the way it's brought to the stupid human resources in the United States of Gitmo. That is a mistaken notion. So I would strongly support this on humanitarian, moral, values-based grounds. Oh. That we do the right thing. We get credit for it. Credit? Oh. For extra credit, go and kill somebody. I also look at this from a strategic perspective, and it is essential. Okay, so the, I got one last clip because, of course, we're pulling all the stops out. We've 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 pulled, you know, we've even got uh, the who who said the quote Charlie Sheen or Gaddafi. You know, we've got everything. It's it's a perfect setup. I, you know, Charlie Sheen, God bless the man. Uh, he's being pulled into this and being misused. Um, we've got you know, but we have to hedge all of our bets. Because, you know, we do have to get this guy out because we've got, you know, we can't let this crisis go to waste. 
Everything is rocking and rolling. We're blowing up the Chinese because we're in competition with them. We're getting those guys out. The Chinese went like, oh, oh, oh. and they went, shit, let's get out. Let's get out of town. And so they, they hightailed it out. So now how do we go into the final act of removing uh, Gaddafi? Well, very easily, of course. I want to congratulate you for your statement yesterday that the United States is considering uh, seeking the prosecution of Omar Gaddafi for the 1988 Pan Am bombing. Yeah, oh, yeah this kills me. This is great. This- I, I just went, wow, this is like, <laughs> let's, bring, let's bring back. I mean, this is unbelievable to me how well they did this. Oh, well, it was poor, actually. Oh, it's in poor taste. It's yeah, it's in poor taste. They bring it in out of the blue. Matt Lauer's got some families from the Lockerbie bombing on his show. Yeah, oh yeah. And the whole thing is just like staged to an extreme. So uh, let's listen uh, to our uh, representatives of uh, of our of our nation as to how they're setting this up. That killed 189 Americans, including 33 of my fellow New Jerseyans. Uh, and that comes on the heels of the reports by the ex-justice minister of Libya that Gaddafi personally ordered the attack. Yeah, so this was the disinformation they threw out there. Because, of course, we know that this was a CIA drug smuggling operation. We know so much about Lockerbie. But it's so long ago, you know, it's like we don't even care about 9-11 anymore. You know, it's like, yeah, Lockerbie, yeah, David, Libya, yeah, whatever. Now, she's so arrogant, she says something unbelievable here. And so I hope you'll give... Uh, us as this moves along, a sense of how we're going to verify this information. I hope we get access to the justice minister soon. Uh, yeah, we got to get access to him because when he says it's true, well, let's go get him. I mean, you know that right? the guy's going to stand there, going to have his hand on the Quran and he's going to other hand on the Bible, and he's going to say, "Yeah, the dude, the, I saw Gaddafi. He picked up the phone and he said." Bring it down. Make it happen. Bring it down. I need to be winning. Uh, and what time frame we might expect a decision on whether we will seek to prosecute Gaddafi for that heinous crime. And also, I want to urge you to consider, you know, that uh, uh, I and other of my colleagues on this committee issued a report on the release of uh, the convicted Pan Am 103 bomber, uh, Al Megrahi. Uh, which was released, we believe, from a Scottish person on false pretenses. Yeah, let's not forget that little issue where uh, BP needed to do a little deal there with Libya, and so they gave this guy back, and we know it was about the oil. They gave the guy back uh, under false pretenses. The guy's still around. He only had, like, weeks to live. And they're like, hey, 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 I'm free, I'm out. You know, it was a CIA hit job. Uh, I want to urge you to consider requesting of any potential new Libyan government that may come out as a result of what is going on in Libya. And we should get one of those guys with the hats and the capes like in Afghanistan. We should get one of those guys to be the <laughs> new government. That, that always yeah. looks good. You know, it's a little premature to say that, but I want to put it on your radar screen. Whoops, but radar. I hope that if there is a new Libyan government, uh, when we engage with that... Oh, hold on a second. Someone in the chat room says I missed a code. Was there 30, 33 fellow New Jerseyans? Was it 33? Did I miss that? Apparently. Mm, mm. There was a number. I thought it was 36. Yeah, maybe I, I, maybe it was 33. Maybe it was. They wouldn't surprise me. Government that we will consider uh, asking for the extradition of Al Megrahi to finish serving his sentence instead of sitting in the lap of luxury. Now, listen to what she says. Well, first, Senator, thank you for your... Wait, wait a minute. Lap of luxury? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys living in a ho- okay yeah uh, continuing focus on this uh, terrible crime um i represented new york and of course many what did you hear what she's saying 
Did she represent New York during the Pan Am bombing? No. Of course not. During the Pan Am bombing? She was in Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. Now listen, listen to it again. She's wait, so wait, wait, ar- this woman is again. so arrogant. For your uh, continuing focus on this uh, terrible... Of course, he said, you know, my fellow New Jersey, you got to, like, bring it home. you got to bring it home to the people on the streets. Terrible crime. Um, I represented New York, and, of course... I, I represented New York. What? Many of the but, victims were from Syracuse University. I represented New York. It's what she, she's trying to get away with it. Like, of course, I represented New York, and many of them were from Syracuse. New, whatever. Horrible, horrible woman. Check that, John. See if she was a senator. I don't think she was a senator then. No, no, no. We know it was She was in before. college. <laughs> it was uh, in 1988. Met- right. Well... Who, when with Clinton wasn't even president no, yet. No, but she was so senator she was, of New so York. Was, no, he was the governor of, of Arkansas. But she, and she was senator of New York. She wasn't. Yeah, right. She had techno experts. She was like the the whole. She was like the the first lady of Arkansas in 1988, and she wasn't even probably never even been to. New She's York. an arrogant, evil woman. Like you, many times with family members, uh, and it is just a heartbreaking uh, experience. Yeah, like you care, like the hit list of. Body count around the Clinton, 70 people are dead, all two shots of the head, gun in the left hand. Oops, killed myself. Uh, and justice must be served. Yes. Um, so what we are doing is reaching out, based on these recent reports, uh, to uh, the FBI and the Justice Department, which have the jurisdiction over any uh, continuing prosecution, uh, to ask that they immediately uh, try to uh, take whatever actions are possible um, I was given a, um, a letter yesterday by two of the family members um, in, the, in the House hearing, which outlines a number of ways that uh, we could proceed, and I have sent that over to uh, Justice and the FBI. I don't think it's only Gaddafi. I think that there oh, may be no. others as oh, well oh, who no. are involved Uh-oh. in some way. Oh, yeah. And like you, I, I would like the families uh, to have whatever information they can finally get and then whatever legal action we can take. So uh, this is, is to the whole. I just sat with my mouth open, and uh, if you if you in the show notes uh, link in the show notes, of course, noagendashow.com and our excellent new No Agenda News system. Uh, if you see the opening statement by Kerry, he covers everything in the first ten minutes, and, and you know it's like from we're going to get this guy for that, you know we're going you know we're, the no fly zone, chat, nice idea, but we're you know we have to go in, we got to kick ass, we're America. You know, and it's and this and let's not forget that uh, her husband, Bill Clinton, pardoned Mark Rich, who is the founder and uh, one of the richest men in the world uh, for dealing um, in oil illegally when they had our hostages with Iran and they let him go. He he uh, he got pardoned. That's, you know, Clinton's only pardon when he left office. Mark Rich went to Zouk, Switzerland. Actually, he had he had a bunch of them, but that was his worst. Okay. He went to Zouk, Switzerland, and he started Glencore, which is about to go public. Everything is coming together at the perfect, it's the perfect storm. They're all going to get so wealthy, so incredibly rich. And you have to look at what Glencore does and what they own. They are the, the article I sent you the other day, John, the biggest company you've never heard of, completely under the radar. They're about to go public on the London Stock Exchange. As oil is uh, ticking up, it's not going to go down until uh, the IPO. It's a beautiful setup, and she's in the game. They've got stock. You know they've got stock. They're in on it. How, how could you not be? You're an idiot if you don't. Yeah. 
So, uh, oh, I got, I, I got, I need like a, here's know, the an antacid. That, I'm like, I'm disgusted by this woman. Here's the thing that's kind of interesting that, that's not being played up very much, which is the, uh, uh, she and most of the uh, people who are saying, well, we got to do something. We got to take some legal action against Gaddafi because we discovered this new information because this guy's admitted that he heard Gaddafi give the order and all the rest of it is they keep pushing this on the world court. Have you noticed this? In, no, I haven't heard this yet. In the yeah, Hague. they want to do that. That the World Court take care of him, arrest the guy. Oh, do what well, they did with perfect. The, with the Kosovo guy. But meanwhile, I thought we were like we think the World Court sucks because if we let the World Court do anything or or give him no, some we sort we of don't a, recognize it. We don't recognize we it. We don't because recognize it. But if we give it credence, that means like guys like Ted Rumsfeld and the rest <laughs> of these guys are going to get arrested if they go to Europe. I mean, Bush, you know, is is very fearful about Charlie going to Bush. Europe. He's going to go to jail if if we recognize it as for war crimes. Guy yeah. can't even travel to other countries because they'll arrest him. Yeah, the only good news for him is that he doesn't like to travel anyway. Yeah, yeah. So but anyway, Rumsfeld does. Rumsfeld likes to get around. Ted likes to rock and roll. Anyway, so th this whole thing and and it stinks. It's it really does, and it's and it's so obvious to anyone who has their eyes open what is going on. Oh, and and false flag in Gitmo Nation lowlands that I have to identify. So um, apparently, a a Lynx helicopter crew went in and they they took off from uh, a Royal Majesty's ship Trump. Now I I've been on this ship, uh, so it's it's parked right offshore there. It's floating around. This is um, a frigate, and it has a goal catcher on it. And I, I I got a tour of this thing. I was on this actual ship, and they can and they got a helicopter one helicopter on it, but it's got a goal catcher, which is one of those things where like. 550 rockets and it goes and it turns around like really really fast and locates the target and blow stuff up you know it, it can blow something up 200 miles away pinpoint precision it's a, it's amazing tech it's made by techno experts and so they uh they let the links go up and uh to go and rescue two uh two guys and so the reports are well you know so they uh, the the two people are safe in the embassy but they've got uh, two of the crew members, and I'm getting reports from, because of course I know these guys. I know the helicopter pilots. I know the people on the ship. I'm getting all kinds of reports saying, this is bull crap. It's not true, because we at least have a team of five on the chopper. We've got uh, two people uh, to assist. You know, We've got one medic. I mean, th this, this, these are set missions when we go and rescue someone behind lines. They're lying. This is, it's not true. What, the, the number of people just doesn't make sense. You don't operate these missions with only two crew. So it's a false flag. And I think that probably we're going to have to come to the aid. This will be one. I don't think it's a real good one. Uh, but, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, our NATO partners, you know, they're being, uh, uh, being harassed there. You know, they got them, hey, we got to go in, kick some ash. And get some, kick some Libyan ash. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's just ugh, my blood pressure. Uh, this this makes me so angry, just because it's so painfully obvious what is being done here. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, I know. I know. On the other hand, it's just a bunch of brown people in some sand. I know. Why do I worry? I got the Kardashians. Oh, they're still watching Baywatch. Losers. Yeah, we got the Charlie Sheen. <laughs> losers. How can so, you <laughs> losers? We we got Charlie Sheen and we got Kardashians. You're still watching Baywatch and wrestling when it was WWF. You bunch of losers. You deserve it. So um, let's let's thank some people.
Let's thank you. We didn't get much of a response from the last show, so I have to assume we didn't do the show well we enough. We didn't do a good show. We only have a few uh, well, donors. Sucks. And we only have one executive producer and one associate executive producer. We might as well name them off. Okay. Uh, executive producer and member of the 283 Club. Oh. Uh, is Don Bean. Of oh, Independent. Don, uh, he's come back. Uh, he's back for more. Yeah, and he's back with a birthday coming up, too. In okay. the morning, get more nation. I'm joining the exclusive 283 Club, of which he's an exclusive member. In the name of my son, Brandon, on his 28th birthday, Friday, March 4th, we'll be driving up to the 101 to San Francisco on that day, listening to the No Agenda episode, this one in particular. So it'd be cool to hear the slaves give a birthday shout-out to Brandon. I'm also hoping for some karma to come his way. He's been unemployed since October. Yeah, unemployed, but now you're winning. You've got... Karma. Uh, he, of course, registered uh, DNA spray dot US. Yes, a good one. Which we actually, we can, some of these might be useful for uh, actual initiatives. Well, you know, the, we whoever owns uh, noagendanews.com, uh, I haven't seen it come through yet, but he, he saw what I'm doing with the No Agenda News Network. He said, oh, dude, here it is, noagendanews.com. I'll, I'll assign it over to you right now. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I, I love it. Thank you. Uh, we, in other words, we have our own people parking sites all over the That's place. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then uh, uh, associate executive producer will be John Dunn from Arvada, Colorado. Several months since I've donated, he gave us $250, decided to go the check route to keep the fees out of the pockets of evil PayPal. I've John Dunn, li- you say? John, J-O-H-N, Dunn, oh, U-N-N. He, oh, he sent the check, right? That's why he's not on the list. Okay, I've been listening for less than a year, but your show is of great value to me, and it's changed the way I listen to the media. It has actually made most mainstream media unbearable to stomach. Yeah, don't. that's what we'll do for you, my friend. Don't worry yeah, about so it. We're trying to make you sick. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you listened to that crap, so I don't have to hope this contribution helps things going. Uh, keep up the good work. <laughs> it's like, no agenda. We're just like X-Lax. <laughs> we'll make you sick. <laughs> So, <laughs> there's your so opening. I want to thank our executive producer and associate executive producer for this week's show, 283. That's it? Yeah, that's oh, it. That's all crap. we got. So, we have Don Bean and John Dunn. Don Bean and John Dunn. Wow. Um, all uh, monosyllabic. Yes. So, a uh, quick little mention here. Um, we have Scott, who did uh, One Day in Gitmo Nation. He says, I'd like to nominate uh, a very kind gentleman. Scott's from the UK, as you can tell. Uh, called Carl Ranson from Christchurch, New Zealand, a.k.a. Gitmo Nation, a whole lot of shaking going on, for a PR mention on the next No Agenda. He did some great work to produce a Kindle version of One Day in Gitmo Nation for me, which is now on sale just in time for World Book Day, which is today, apparently, John. World Book Day. Oh, is it now? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, so, really? So uh, you can uh, and the link in the show notes, of course, uh, uh, amzn.to slash Gitmo Kindle. Very, very nice. Now, um, John and I had a little talk about this. Um, uh, what I'm seeing is, uh, first of all, there's almost no time to thank everybody for all the domains they're forwarding, but it's also, honestly, it's kind of a cheap way to get a mention at the top of the show, and it's not really fair to people who are really putting sending us cash, um, and the, the list is just so long. The domains are great, and it's highly appreciated, so if you want to find out who, you know, it's it's in the show notes, but it's just, we just, we have to, you know, we have to kind of... Yeah, we'll list them in the show notes. So they'll yeah, take okay. care of it. Yeah, exactly. So we have uh, antigovernmentpatriot.com, now forwarding to noagendashow.com. We have, uh, this is a good one, breaking n- so breaking any 
dot w s i e breaking news which is for w s uh i don't know what uh, country that's from you keep reading i'll go yeah. look it up um hold on a second i have to move some stuff around here we've got sheeppudding.com apparently there's also now a four a dot 42 uh top level domain so we have no western agi- samoa there you go we have no agenda dot 42 dot <laughs> 42 yeah how awesome is that never heard of that yeah apparently you can that's a top level domain 42 check, check it out uh gitmo nation east and gitmo nation west.com also forwarding to no agenda show.com 1-800 shut up slave.com is now forwarding to our show site i like that uh, uh, you know the dot 42 is an experimental numeric tld launches without i can approval so it's probably going to get killed yeah <laughs> all right well it's okay uh, youlearnstuff.com. Very nice. Uh, we have... Uh, I guess oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's very nice. We have one of our Polish listeners has uh, given us noagenda.pl. And nice. No we agenda need show. everyone from some countries PL. to do that yeah, for us. Yeah, that would be perfect. And uh, then a couple uh, final mentions here. Um, one more mention of noagendadice.com as uh, only two weeks left to purchase the green St. Patrick's Day edition of No Agenda Dice. Doors close on the Emerald Bones at midnight on March 17th, 2011, and that'll be the end of the green dice. So if you want to get in on that, uh, thank you very much, Chris. That's an awesome initiative. We like it. Um, And I do want to mention Paul Alves. I think that's how you uh, pronounce his name. Now, Paul has done... Remember we talked about the No Agenda Bullshit Filter? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what? So Been going I, on for a while. Well, I misre- I misread what he was doing, or I, who who knows who started and who's finishing it. But it's a plugin for Firefox. So it's not just a site you go to. You load the you load the plugin, and any web page you go to, and there's a dictionary which we can add uh, phrases to, and he's updating it. So if there's an article about Donald Rumsfeld, it'll show up as Ted Rumsfeld. If there's an article that mentions. A gent Napolitano, it'll say Lucy Napolitano. If it's uh, so, it's correcting the errors. Yes, it's, it's exactly. uh, the royal wedding. Of course, is Prince Jim of Wales. So uh, it's it's a great initiative. I'm I'm very proud of that, and everyone should contribute to that. And I want to thank uh, personally uh, everyone who contributed to Rhino, uh, the bearded one's Kickstarter uh, project. It has been completed. He funded his goal uh, partially in thank, uh, thanks, of course, to the Streamtacular event last Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Rhino the Beard, of course, does the No Agenda shots. They air every single hour on the hour uh, here at uh, noagendastream.com. And uh, looks like Mr. Oil kicked in at the very last minute. Uh, and, uh, well, it, actually, it goes on until this afternoon, but he's already reached his $3,333 goal. Uh, to pay for his tuition and uh, books so that he can continue to make the excellent No Agenda shots. And I think that's a really uh, good investment, and I highly appreciate everyone who did that. So uh, it's all good. Maybe that's why we didn't get any money. Maybe we all went to Rhino and his books. Nah, it's, it's, just, it's just a slow week. Okay. We'll, so, pick, we'll pick up the pace with this show. And, of course, we want to thank our associate executive producer, John Dunn, and our executive producer and the singular member of the 283 Club, uh, the doors close on that. You can't get in anymore if you want to uh, be a club member. 284, uh, 284's doors are now open. Uh, donate that exact uh, show number amount, and you'll become uh, a member and listed at the top. And uh, and a special call-out. Special call-out. And these are real credits. You can put them uh, in your signature, on your letterhead, um, in your... Um, 
on your business card, your IMDb profile, and unlike the phonies in Hollywood, we'll actually vouch for you. you just call us up and we'll say, yeah, it's an executive producer. Everyone else, propagate the formula. formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Everybody say it loud and proud. Shut up, saves. So where do they go to help us with these executive producerships? Oh, I almost forgot to mention Dvorak.org slash N-A. If you see a stop sign, you'll hear the jingle. Can't help it. It just happens every single time. Dvorak.org slash N-A. You can also go to uh, noagendanation slash N-A and uh, noagendanation.com slash N-A or slash donate or the noagendashow.com. There's a link. Wonderful. So please uh, help us for the next uh, Sunday event. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, I think we've pretty much covered uh, I think Libya. you've beaten I, it to death, I, I although think I think there's well, some... I have a feeling... It, you know, I, I hear Syria might be next. No. No? Syria's got no oil. Oh, well... Oh, by the way, reminder, uh, Oil's Crude Show, uh, coming up after uh, today's No Agenda, right after the show. Mr. Oil's Crude Show. If you want the, all the dirt on the oil cabal from the insiders, it's on the stream. And I think it's a podcast as well. So, uh, the, the, just to wrap up a couple of things on this <clears throat> uh, uh, Libya thing. Apparently, well, of course, we saw uh, we got some uh, access to some Russian websites with some guys feet on the ground. They're saying that the action was pretty minor. Yep. Wasn't much going on. But we also have uh, access to a Venezuelan uh, news site that's a kind of an underground site. I think it runs out of Spain, actually, that says that the all the Qaddafi kids, except for that one guy, Shemp, um, whoever's... In Is he the one that had uh, the, the, hot, the hot singers, that Mariah Carey and everyone performing? I don't know. I, all I know is that all the kids have jumped in a G5, and they're in Venezuela. They went through Ghana, and then they, uh, they didn't want to stay there, so they went to Venezuela, where they were welcomed by the Venezuelans. And, of course, there was a big to-do at the U.N., um, over the fact that uh, Libya was kicked out of the civil rights. Uh, they have a uh, some subsegment of the civil rights. Uh, there's a, some group in Libya was, like, one of the members of this uh, committee you play actually play the clip i i have here on that so which, we can get which a, one is this uh john it's the u.n clips let me look at the clips there's too many clips unfortunately yeah. libya kicked off committee oh makes total sense let's rock it to the u.n susan rice praised the move this is the first time that either the Human Rights Council or its predecessor, the Human Rights Commission, have suspended any member state for gross violations of human rights. And we think this is an important step forward uh, in enhancing the credibility of the Human Rights Council, whose uh, credibility on these issues has often quite legitimately been called into question. The Venezuelan government has voiced criticism of Libya's expulsion but did not vote to block. Venezuelan envoy Jorge Valero accused the U.S. of seeking a pretext for military intervention. So once in a while we get actual news from the uh, Democracy Now! show, which I because I was looking for the alternative explanation for why the Charlie Sheen thing is going on. You might as well play the Venezuela rants in the United Nations because it's kind of amusing. And they also signaled the Libyans that they could send their kids to Venezuela. Venezuela llama a rechazar esa movilización guerrerista. Venezuela calls for the rejection of warmongering mobilization of the U.S. Air Force and Navy in the Mediterranean Sea. 
la utilización de la fuerza militar en contra de Libia Those who promote the use of military force against Libya do not seek to defend human rights but rather as always to establish a protectorate and pillage the most important sources of oil and energy in the Middle Eastern region Right Yeah, you know, they mean they're a bunch of creeps but they get it right <laughs> It's amazing it really is no, but nobody pay. Who cares? And meanwhile, of course, Venezuela is a a crap hole, and these guys are going to be moving there, so it'd be kind of interesting. Apparently, they brought some hot Ukrainians with them. These guys, I mean, what a life! And all paid for by us. That's what gets me. Now, here's the thing that kind of gets me too. They say the Swiss say, "Well, we're going to freeze all the bank accounts." What? Under what pretense? Well, it's even worse. Do you know that uh, President Obama signed an executive order on uh, the 20... I have it here, actually, because I was quite amazed. Because, um, of course, you know, who who manages all of this money? It was on the 25th of February. <clears throat> executive order, Libya. That's the name of the executive order. Blocking property and prohibiting certain transactions related to Libya. And it literally says that no person, no company, no one representing a company, no nothing, including Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Citibank, etc., can do anything with any money from Libya, from a person from Libya, from the central bank from Libya, anything. You know that all that money's here. You know it is. So what? They they just are they just stealing it from the banks now? I mean, this, I found this to be very weird. Yeah, I find the whole thing, even with the, with the Swiss, weird. I mean, so all hell breaks loose in the country. The guy's got, like, say, a few billion dollars in the Swiss bank account, and the Swiss decide to freeze the account. Let me, let me ask you a question. Let me run what, what, under what pretense? What, I mean, I'm not, what, I don't well, think me, this guy should be stealing money from his people, but what, what gives the Swiss the right to, stop, to, to freeze the guy's bank account? I'll tell you. What's in Switzerland? Zook. <laughs> Zook. And what is in Zook? Glencore, all the oil companies. Mark Here, Rich. Here's what I think happened. I think this is a deal gone bad. I think we, someone paid for something really big, probably an oil company or like a Glencore, and Gaddafi said, nah, I'm going to have another toke. And they said, oh, yeah, bitch, let me show you how this works. We're, we're taking your money, and we're going to go kick you out. This sounds like a, a deal gone bad or something, something happening here. Switzerland, yeah, it's, 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 it's fishy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, huh. What do we know? We don't know much. We don't know nothing. We don't know nothing, so nobody <laughs> bother us. We don't know nothing. All we do is deconstruct. Well, the, the, I do have reports that Libyans, Libya's billions, uh, $30 billion of assets of uh, Muammar Gaddafi, his family, and the Libyan government are uh, in private equity firms, including Goldman Sachs, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan Chase, and the Carlyle Group, which would make sense. Hmm. That's that's just the the intel I'm receiving from my boots on the ground and uh, foots in the oceans. Okay, so right, uh, <laughs> right. I'm done. So I'm I bored got of it. They, they got they got to get something, some groovy visuals going, or people aren't well, going to care those, anymore. The Ukrainian nurses, you put them on the air. Yeah, that's a, that would be good. But they, you know what I'm saying? It's like they have 24 hours to show some really compelling video, or people aren't going to care anymore, and they'll lose. That's a, that's why the hedge is the the Pan Am bombing. 
they've got to keep they've got to keep it going somehow. We're into you know people have short attention spans, man. And by the yeah. way, nicely timed after the Oscars. Yeah, which reminds me, we need to talk a little bit about the Oscars. We promise we would. We can do that after the our break, or we can do it now, or we can do something, play a little minor clip as a segue. You want to do a little I bit have, of uh, uh, another stammering Democrat? Oh, no, I'm sorry, I was doing real news. No, no, uh, no, stop, kill. Okay, killed. Uh, so you know, I've been following stammering Democrats, which includes uh, our president, a president, and this Tavis Smiley, and now I've got Eleanor Norton. Norton. Um, She's from, she's the uh, uh, representative of D.C., mm. and she does a stammering thing in here that I, I have to promise everybody out there that I did not edit this. Well, it's you, actually kind of astonishing. Sorry, let me pull that back. Well, you would have to fight people at the well uh, in, in order to quell the stampede of people saying you have violated a fundamental right of... <laughs> And what does that say? Is that when someone's lying that they do that? I think it's, I think they've, they're, I don't know. I'm just documenting it. I'm mm. finding it peculiar. That's interesting. And it's not normal stammering because most people, if they're going to start to stammer or in this case, stutter, right? they usually stop themselves if they're professional and they're public, you know, people gain, in the yeah, public. Gain composure. She went like, she went like ballistic yeah, with this thing. Great. But, 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 but let's hear it one more time. That was kind of uh, fascinating. Well, you would have to fight people at the well. Uh, in, in order to quell the stampede of people saying you have violated a fundamental right. I did not edit that. So I don't know. I'm Like I said, I'm documenting these. I'll have a, a medley eventually. And, uh, you should auto-tune it. <laughs> I'll <don't> do <laughs> be cool. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe. That'll be cool. So, okay, yeah, very nice. Just a little aside. I don't. Again, I don't know what it means. But hey, can I? Can it. I just? Uh, I had this discussion with Miss Mickey last night about Charlie Sheen. I think we just need to address it for a second. Um, so I think this is a classic Hollywood whackers story in progress, happening before our very eyes, because the model is exactly the same as used for Michael Jackson. And I have a tie-in here. So first of all, we've got to, the guy's got to be crazy. He, no, let me step back. This whole thing stems from a business dispute. Chuck Lorre, who has those crazy um, credit cards at the end, you know, the, the vanity card <clears throat> with like all this text and you have to freeze frame it. But if you go to chucklorre.com or Chuck Lorre Productions, whatever it is, you can actually read them. So um, I guess he was in some kind of business dispute with Charlie Sheen, who, of course, has been the way he is for forever. I mean, the guy's always hanging out with hookers and blow and whatever. And, you know, he seems to do good work. I, I, I don't know what he's doing in his personal life. Uh, there's, but, there's, you know, who knows? We really don't know because it's just all it's TMZ. It's uh, entertainment tonight. It's extra. <clears throat> we don't know what's really happening. But he seems to do good work. And the show, Two and a Half Men, is, of course, in mega, mega syndication. I'm surprised that, uh, that Hillary Clinton didn't say that, uh, that uh, you know, that's what uh, these foreign leaders see, is two and a half men. Oh, that Charlie Sheen, very funny. Um, because it's in all over the world. It's hundreds of millions of dollars. And Charlie Sheen is not just getting residuals from SAG on this, okay? He is in, uh, he has a piece of the, of the international distribution um, I don't have a, a paperwork for fact, but there's no way you can be doing the show this long 
with the success without owning a lot more of it. Um, and there's spin-offs from it. So then, you know, so he's still delivering good work as far as I know. And then Chuck Lorre starts to to put up all kinds of things like Charlie Sheen is uh, has no soul. He's dead on the inside. So he's taunting him. And then, you know, Charlie Sheen, you know, whatever, he's got his normal stuff going on. And then he starts hammering out and lashing out at Chuck Lorre. So there's a business dispute between these two, not dissimilar to uh, Michael Jackson or any artist, for that matter, and a record company, So, <clears throat> which in this case was uh, Sony. So um, we've got this, uh, this dispute going on, and of course, it's propagated beautifully. <clears throat> Charlie Sheen, he's crazy, he's a nut job, everyone's calling him a wacko, you know, wacko, jacko, win- winno, shino, it's the same thing. They take his kids away because he's, you know, he's, he's unfit to have his, you know, he's got a restraining order. Total shades of Michael Jackson, you know, except he was a pedophile. And the next step is he's going to overdose and he's going to die because he's worth <laughs> more dead than he is alive. And let me give you the connection. What television broadcast company owns two and a half men? CBS owned by Sony. This is their model. CBS isn't owned by Sony. What are you talking about? Of course it is. No, it's not. Of course it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. Who's it owned by then? It's not owned by Sony. Yes, it is. Yes. It's owned by Viacom, if I'm not mistaken. And owned by Sony. No. Oh, shit. There goes my whole theory. Yeah, CBS Records. What's his name? The old man. The, uh, oh, the- you mean uh, Sandy Redstone? Sandy Redstone. <laughs> It used to be owned by Sony. <laughs> no, they never used to be owned by Sony. It's oh, a great that theory. Sucks. I like the way you walked it down the aisle, and, and then I, boom, it, it, was a, it was the wrong sex. Turn, it tur- turned out the bride was a dude. <laughs> bride was a dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, anyway, I still think this is a Hollywood okay, whack. Well, I, I really think do. I think you may be on to something, but you, you're going to have to go a little I deeper. i got to go deeper. Ah, shit. Now, I, right. I, I do have some clips. Sandy Redstone, you're right. You can play the real news thing now. Okay, here we go. And now back to real news. Well, at least, okay, at least so, I, so, I'm not okay, always right. <laughs> there's I finally somebody. I have to give credit to uh, Stepan Poopolis for uh, oh, bringing Pete, on Pete Stepan Poopolis. <laughs> he brought on a doctor who discussed about the. And as soon as he came out with this, he said, "Oh yeah, this is bipolar." Uh, Sheen apparently the guy's made some one comment. He says, "You know, there's a lot of bipolars out there." In fact, by the way, for the No Agenda Book Club. I'll make sure to put on the uh, book club. Hold on a second. What do I do with it? Uh, the book. There's two books by uh, Robert D. Har or Hare, H-A-R-E. And one of them is uh, Without Conscience, The Disturbing World of the Psychopaths Among Us. I've mentioned this on the show before. And his other book, Snakes in Suits. Oh, uh, that's anyway, the, the sequel to Snakes on the Plane. Kind of. So uh, the bipolar disorder, he, he, he says something interesting. He says once some most bi- 60 percent of bipolars are, are, are kind of on drugs of one sort or another, and they're essentially self-dosing their, their, their problem. And he says that sometimes when they go completely clean, it just releases the worst part of bipolarism. You know, the, it, I just got to bring in Miss Mickey again. She says, I know people who look exactly like this right after they quit coke. So this is exactly what it is. This is this is the behavior. This is the everything. And yeah. she's she's no doctor. 
Yeah, well, play, we'll start. I'm going to play these backwards now because I think that the guy was interesting, but play the bipolar lecture. And he also uses an interesting term I've never heard before, but I like it because it describes the situation called pressured speech, Ooh. where you're blah, 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 real fast. Right. We, we know people who do that. Oh, yeah. And go. But play the bipolar lecture. It's quite interesting. Last 2020. Now let's get more on all this with senior health and medical editor, Dr. Richard Besser. He's been back with us this morning. Christina Wanzalak, an addiction specialist and the founder of Full Circle Intervention. And Rich, let's begin with you. You said yesterday when you first saw this, you sent me an email and said if you saw someone acting out the way that Charlie Sheen is acting out, you would recommend immediately they have to go see a psychiatrist. What stands Definitely. out there? Well, you know, George, there, there are two types of, of bipolar disorder, also called manic depressive illness. One where you're mainly seeing depressive symptoms uh, with occasional mania, but what, what you're seeing here is, is, is a full-fledged manic episode. And with that mania, you see delusions of grandeur, you know, talking about having tiger blood, having a brain and a heart that can handle all of these drugs. You see pressured speech. So he's talking very quickly. He's jumping topics. He's saying things that don't make sense. And then one of the hallmarks of manic depressive illness is his lack of judgment in all aspects of his life. And that's what makes it so hard to deal with his illness. But he asked the question in the interview, if this is manic bipolar, how come I'm not crashing? Well, well, you know, 90% of people will have those crashes, um, but not everybody. And it may be that he's had those, and some of that has been masked with, with drugs. Drugs can offset some of those symptoms. And what can trigger these bouts of mania? Well, we, you know, we know there's a big genetic component to bipolar disorder. But triggers, there's not all that much known. But there, 60% of people who have bipolar disorder will have substance abuse. And one thing you'll sometimes see is that as those drugs go away, as they come off those drugs, it will un mask those 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 manic symptoms and that may be what you're seeing here new theory mk ultra so uh <laughs> could be yeah so anyway so i so I, as soon as he did this went on that i said okay well that that's kind of at least for me it kind of s- explains everything it doesn't explain the media's preoccupation the fact that they're just giddy over the fact they get cheap material while other things in the world more important are going on no and kidding. I believe, by the way, the big cover-up, you can have your theory, I can have mine, but I think the story that everyone wants to cover up, they don't want to talk about, is the Iraqi riots. Because well, there's, there's that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. It's beautiful. There's a lot of right? it's always Greek good. riots, but it's Iraq's go, going through some real turmoil right now. We're going to get to that after But also, break, l- but let, let's let, face it, the, the, the economics just work. It's so cheap. I mean, Charlie Sheen comes to you. Yeah, and, it's and does expensive. His, yeah, it's normally he, expensive. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, exactly. Then you, you know, and, and huge ratings. And otherwise, you got to go, uh, you know, to Iraq. You got to get, you know, either you got to buy some B roll from somebody. You got to get set up the green yeah, screen, it's, it's, the right, whole production cheap crew. Material. Yeah, exactly. It's cheap for us too. Cheap. So let me play the Sheen bipolar medley. I think it kind of is, it shows it, 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 all the things the doctor said. This pressured speech and the rest of it is kind of wrapped up. But unedited outbursts. And I was banging seven gram rocks and finishing them because that's how I roll. I have one speed, I have one gear. Go. Like that, um, have people questioning his mental health. Some are saying that you're bipolar. Wow. And then what? What's the cure? Medicine? Make me like them? Not going to happen. I'm bi. Yeah, see, before he says it. So I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> I mean, I agree with a lot of things he says, I have to admit. Bang. I went here and I went there. Now what? If I'm bipolar, aren't there moments where a guy like crashes and like in the corner, like oh my god, it's all my mom's fault? Shut up, shut up, stop, move forward. 
You know, feed your child. Get back to your job. Recently, his father, actor Martin Sheen, said his son's addiction is a disease. He has no right to do that, and that's judgment, and I have no interest in that. I don't care if he's my dad or the guy down the street or someone that, like, fell out of the sky. No interest in that. I don't care if he's my dad. Back off with your judgment. Is he trying to help you? I don't even take it that far to consider that because it's judgment and it's executed. Come in with judgment, you're executed. I don't care what you have to say. What was interesting, though, is that uh, this all um, this all stemmed from an hour-long uh, telephone appearance on the Alex Jones show. And uh, Alex Jones uh, immediately went and pimped this for himself <laughs> on every single show he could. He was on everywhere, including Joy Behar. Like what? You know, and some people see. Uh, I mean, there's a lot more things important. Yeah, it's Charlie's my friend. Blah blah blah. Whatever. So uh, now I'm convinced Alex Jones is disinformation. I think there's some element of that. You might as well play the last clip, which is the one that proves to me that uh, that he's crazy because he says that Piers Morgan is a genius. I'd be speaking for them, but it would just would have been nice if there was some some measure of support from anybody, anybody at this point. That's all right, man. Every great movement begins with one man, and I guess that's me. You're the kind of Che Guevara of Hollywood at the moment. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Nice. Charlie, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. It's been thank fascinating. You, thank and you. I hope you're, if you do fabulous. get it sorted. You're fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, you're I, awesome. I hope you come back on when it gets resolved and talk about it. Absolutely. After I go on. Because I kind of feel that... <laughs> Yeah, TV needs you. Yes, it does. You know, yeah. you're, you're one of life's great characters. Oh, thank you. And thank you, good you, sir. You've, you know, you've admitted you, you, you've fallen by the wayside a little bit. Sure, but... But everyone's you know. entitled to a second go, I reckon. There you go. There so you I go. wish you good luck with it. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure. Yes. Thank you very much. Keep winning. Yeah. <laughs> Keep winning. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I like Keep Charlie winning. Sheen. He's not winning. I hate yeah. to mention yeah. this to anybody. Well, I, I like Charlie Sheen. Uh, I think a lot of the stuff he's done, he's he's done some interesting stuff against uh, the new world order which i appreciate yeah no life. i think i agree and you by the way you i think you and him have the same birthday same birthday i'm one year older than he is now the thing i look a hell of a lot younger i'll tell you that well the one well the, i like to know that why nobody has asked this question because every time i see him he's had a nose job but it looks like his nose since the nose job has been broken severely broken it is twisted and bent way over to the right maybe he's maybe it was the the Hollywood slut squad that uh, you know they Lindsay's getting no more play you know she can't create a diversion anymore it's like uh Lindsay go and steal something like uh, a necklace and uh, she steals the necklace like eh, whatever nice dress you know everyone's crazy about the dress uh, then they try a couple others. Hey, we got that uh, MK Ultra. Uh, what's that wacko? That whack job? Uh, who's the Who's the guy we got under control with the chip in his head? The designer, John Galliano. Yeah, that's the one. Make him say something against the Jews. Uh, that didn't really play. No one cares. Nobody knows who he is. <laughs> but Charlie Sheen. Now, now you're talking. So maybe uh, they needed the. Uh, well, I still like to, to help know why the his nose looks all busted up. Well, because uh, they roughed him up. Like, you got to go do this. You must have roughed him up. You got to go do this, man. Otherwise, we're going to kick your ass. When it, you're going to OD but, in a very yeah, unfortunate way. No, the the way. Galliano thing didn't get anywhere. Nothing. didn't get any legs. It's like he was drunk in a bar, moaning and groaning. He looked like a, just an... He's God, a dick. He's, he's a, a total and, dick. And have you ever seen his clothes? Please. So It's like uh, someone threw up on a t-shirt. I'm like, nice. Thanks. So, uh, yeah. and yeah, right, fashion. And and I guess Paris Hilton gave up on the whole scheme. She that that guy care. is it? Oh, Paris Hilton. Oh, I thought you mean Perez. Yeah, Paris Hilton. All right. Yeah. Okay, John. That's enough. That's more. Okay. Well, then close it. Yes. Let's do that. 
And now, back to real news. Yeah, we've, so, uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's funny. That's not really a close. Uh, but since I don't have we're a close. If you want to change topics, I got one. Go for it. Play the Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming somehow. There's been a lot of talk about our seasoned beef. But here's the truth. Here's the real deal. Our seasoned beef is 88% premium ground Woo! beef and 12% signature recipe. If you want to see... <laughs> when I was making mud pies, I also called it my signature recipe. <laughs> 12% signature recipe, i.e. plastic shavings. <laughs> that signature recipe, just go to TacoBell.com. It's right there. But if you want to know what it tastes like, come to Taco Bell and get a Crunchwrap Supreme for only 88 cents. Tell them I sent you. 88 cents this week only. I'm going to get one myself. People want to talk? Let them talk about that. Yeah, let them talk about it. We're winning. We're Taco Bell. Win, win, win. So, so what I, is it? Did you check it out? What's yeah, it? yeah, I'm over. I'm on the page now. You go to TacoBell.com. Yeah, I'm there. And over I'm on there. the right, there's a thing you can click on. It gets the beef quality. And it has things like, what are those other ingredients? Are beef truths? And then, by the way, the beef truths is done in a propagandistic way. It says, we. let me just read you the sentence. We stand behind the quality of our new season beef 100%. Which makes it sound yeah, like when yeah, you're yeah, we, 100%. No, we stand behind it 100%. <laughs> so then another one says, what are those? Our seasoned beef recipe is made with 88% premium beef and 12% signature recipe. And you click on this. It says, find out about our signature recipe. And you click on it. And you go on to I got it know, right here. page I got number two. Here. What are these other ingredients? They have some pretty weird names. Well, they do have weird names. Perfect for tongue twisters, but these ingredients are completely safe and approved by the FDA. They're common ingredients also found in food items at your grocery store, like aspartame and fluoride. Each ingredient helps make our seasoned beef taste great. Many of them are items you might use at home, such as salt, peppers, and spices. Ingredients like oats and sodium phosphates. Hey, John, next time you're over here... I'll say, hey, John, can you pass the sodium phosphates? <laughs> sodium phosphates. I use those at home. So they what is also it? Use, what is they it? also have a, uh, let's see which one it is. It's the one about, is there sand in the taco meat? Yeah. Is the one of the <laughs> I heard a rumor there's sand in your taco meat. Uh, this is completely false. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> I got the Taco Bell. You got the Taco Bell. Yeah. The truth is what has been referred to as sand is silicon dioxide. Better known as sand. It's a safe common food ingredient often used in spices, seasoning, and many restaurant and packaged foods is used to prevent dry ingredients from sticking together. Mm. Anyway, yeah. it goes on and on. Well, I was this- right. My, my signature recipe is sand. There you go. <laughs> I have a commercial. We've talked about it a lot, uh, but I don't think we've actually played the corn sugar ad. Did we ever play that? No, we haven't. And we haven't played it. So corn sugar is the rebranding of, uh, and a lot of people who listen to the show know this, but it's important to bring it up from time to time, is the rebranding of high fructose corn syrup, which uh, was invented to give to uh, cattle to make them fat quick. Am I saying that correctly, John? You're a scientist. I don't know. <laughs> you douchebag. Sorry. I was pretty confused by everything I'd been hearing about high fructose corn syrup. So I did a little research and learned from experts whether it's corn sugar or cane sugar. Your body can't tell the difference. Oh, bull crap. The body can't tell the difference. Oh, crap. It does a body good. Sugar. Learn more at cornsugar.com. 
So you, you kind of missed the payoff there, which is uh, sugar is sugar. I want to hear that again. Sugar is sugar. Sugar is sugar. Coinsugar.com. Yeah, sugar is sugar. Right, that's the meme. We, we discussed this from the get-go when they first yep. came up with this corn sugar. Mm-hmm. And we know that what's going to happen is they're going to eventually go to Congress or the FDA and say, what? why do we have to put corn sugar when it's the same as, same thing? Why can't we just drop the corn? And now, instead of saying high fructose corn syrup on the bottle of Coke, it's going to say sugar. sugar. Yeah, it's going to say sugar. This is a scam from the get-go to, 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 to bamboozle the public. And if it actually happens, which it will, as we predict... Uh, it's going to be a, a sad day in the in the history of the FDA, which is already pretty checkered as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's become ridiculous. Well, then we have the EPA, and uh, <laughs> the EPA, of course, they receive from uh, the President of the United States kind of a, a carte blanche to speak in the native tongue of Hillary Clinton. Uh, what was her uh, politique? Politique réale. So carte blanche for the politique réale. Uh, to kind of make up any rules they want, and basically to fine people, to uh, to make you know to to put people out of business, and Ted Poe, who is I think is he a Democrat or Republican? I don't know. Let me look. You keep talking. Yeah. He uh, he did some grandstanding, but I thought it was pretty funny. And uh, it turns out the EPA now wants to regulate dust. <laughs> and I'm like, what <laughs> dust? And uh, he lays it down for us. The Environmental Protection Agency has apparently run out of things to regulate and tax, so they are considering new guidelines for regulating particulate matter emissions. Which is, uh, what is that, John? Particulate matter. (laughs) Yeah. More commonly known to you and me as dust. (laughs) Now, I know what you are thinking. This just cannot be true. What kind of crazy scheme is this? Well, Well, the EPA dust police would specifically regulate (laughs) farm dust. Farmers would be required to have dust collectors on their harvesters, planters, combines, uh, and haying equipment. Well, my per- personal- what? Well, particular, by the way, gen- began as a, as something to be regulated when it was coming out of smokestacks, and right. so they had to put scrubbers on and other different things to keep the smokestack emissions from throwing out a bunch of carbon dust. Usually, like black soot is what it amounted right. to. Right, and and, and actually, that was and, reasonable, but and it actually fact, works, right? So when you look at a yeah, smokestack, is a guy's plowing his field, he can't expect. A, oh no, you know, no, it gets worse, John. It's not just about plowing the field. I mean, I could even kind of get into it, but still, you know, like wow, all right, dust. No, no, it goes much further, according to Ted Poe. Who's a Republican, is, by the way. Okay. To crack down on dust created from driving a pickup truck down a dirt or gravel road. I'm not making this up. The federal government is considering farm dust regulations that are caused from driving on a dirt road. <laughs> this is genius. <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe this is just some backdoor attempt to rid America of our majestic four-wheel drive pickups Fuck that it. liberals loathe so much and yeah. find some way to force these battery-operated toy cars... <laughs> <laughs> These battery-operated toy cars, which I gotta say, Ted, I'm agreeing with you on the rest of us. But the new proposals don't just apply to dust created from driving. No, they are fair and they are balanced in their overreaching authority. Farmers and ranchers are going to have to somehow limit the dust created by livestock <laughs> on their property as well. 
<laughs> so, say Bessie the cow kicks up too much dust running over to your pickup truck at feeding time. The EPA is going to fine you for Bessie's misconduct. You need to move your cattle to another pasture during the daytime? Well, do, don't do it on a dry day because they may kick up too much dust. The dust police solution is to manage dusty dirt roads with water or, get this, pave them with asphalt. It's great. It's great. I think that's a beautiful thing. It's like we just need to put more farmers out of business. Yeah. It's fantastic. So on the other side of the aisle, we've got uh, a guy who I think is a total douchebag, Michael Moore, who is rich, by the way. Very rich. Wealthy guy. Michael Moore, the filmmaker? Yes. Wealthy guy. He's made some good coin off of of his movies. And he's on Grit TV. And uh, you can't you can't say stuff anywhere, Michael Moore. We're following you. We're hunting you down. And listen to his idea of how we're going to fix all that. And he has some for a guy who does movies about you know how the world works. He's very uh, misled, misguided, and plain wrong. Have a listen to this. To me, the solution is quite quite simple. Um, first of all, we're not broke. This country is not broke. State of Wisconsin is not broke. There's a ton of cash in this country, trillions of dollars of it. But it's a finite amount. There is only so much cash. <laughs> what? <laughs> Has he ever heard of quantitative easing, printing money? No, there's only so much cash. We just need cash. I know a lot of people <laughs> want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. All right. What's happened is, is that we've allowed a vast majority of that cash to be concentrated in the hands of just a few people. And they're not circulating that cash. If you don't believe that, go try and get a loan right now. They're sitting on the money. They're using it for their own stuff. They're putting it someplace else. They have no interest in helping you with your life, with that money. We've allowed them to take that. That's not theirs. That's a national resource. That's <laughs> ours. That We all have this. We all benefit from this. And we're, we all... No, listen. <laughs> no kidding. Listen to what he says. It's like 20 seconds. Listen to the end. Is it, that's, that's our money. It's our money. Suffer as a result of not having it. And, and I think that, that we need to uh, go back to taxing these people at the proper rates. Um, uh, they need uh, to, we need to see these jobs as something that we own, that we collectively own as Americans. Oh, and you just can't steal our jobs and take them someplace else. So who- <laughs> what is he talking about? We own. He's talking about collectivism. Yes, exactly. Well, you know, he's always had been, been of that ilk. Yeah. But uh, the president is also confused, John. No. Yeah, so he had the uh, the governors. Now, remember, I want... Well, you're loaded to the gills with clips today. Yeah, I can't help it. So, this is, I'm, I'm running out after this, though. Um, so, we have this... Uh, the, remember, there's like the, the Council of Governors that the president set up? And, uh, and of course, this is the whole idea is when we get martial law, he's going to make these Council of Governors implement it, and they've got all kinds of little special powers and stuff, and who knows what the hell is going on, but it's suspect uh, in my mind. So he's got them all at the White House. They're all hanging out partying, and uh, you know, make some, half, some half-handed like, you know, promise, like, ah, 2014, if you, if, you know, that's when you can secede as a state if you want to invoke your Tenth Amendment rights and not take Obamacare, uh, but not until then. So it's kind of like a compromise. 
But he says something in in regards to the, um, I, I presume, uh, what's happening in uh, Wisconsin, and I guess they also fired all the teachers in Rhode Island um, oh. about uh, states' workers' rights. Um, apparently, their pension fund is is a right. Is am I? That can't be. That can't be correct. It's not no, a right. It's not, it's not a right. It's it's a negotiated uh, um, situation. Not a right. Well, listen to what the president said. No, oh, wasn't not playing. I, I also know. know that many of you are making decisions regarding your public workforces, and I know how difficult that can be. Uh, I recently froze. Uh, the salaries of federal employees for two years. It wasn't something that I wanted to do, but I did it because of the very tough fiscal situation that we're in. So I believe that everybody should be prepared to give up something in order to solve our budget challenges. And I think most public servants agree with that. Democrats and Republicans agree with that. In fact, uh, many public employees in your respective states have already agreed to cuts. But let me also say this. I don't think it does anybody any good when public employees are denigrated or vilified or their rights are infringed upon. Huh. Their rights are infringed upon. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know what he's talking about. There is, I have a, do have a clip that's kind of refer, uh, that's interesting because he uses public workers or whatever, whatever, because there's been a bunch of surveys saying, eh, you know, the public is against the, you know, the governor and these, they're, you know, these CBS, uh, Pew surveys, there's a whole bunch of them. And, uh, just a slew of them. And I, by the way, people say, well, I've never been called. I have been called a couple of times on for uh, Gallup once and some other survey company. Yeah, well, you still have a rotary dial. so I do. Yeah, I know you do. And uh, the thing is, is that uh, I've, I noticed the use of weird language that to give you, uh, to make you say the wrong thing. Right, to reel you constantly. in. Sure, sure. Play the Frank Luntz clip. Frank Luntz is a guy who studies this, and he has a new book out. But no Agenda Book Club might put it on the list called Win. <laughs> I guess you get a lot of publicity from Charlie Sheen. Coincidence? I think not! Uh, but play the Luntz clip. It's kind of interesting. Let's stick on this subject, though, and your use of language and how important it is. The, go- the president also waited a little bit further into the situation out in Wisconsin and-, and told governors not to vilify public workers. Now, a New York Times CBS News poll shows that 60 percent of Americans oppose states' efforts to weaken the collective bargaining rights for union workers. I know you were in Madison, Wisconsin last week. What words are key to the message being received out there? And by the way, I have the scars to from prove Madison. it yeah uh, you use the phrase public workers if you call them public workers a majority of Americans respect them if you call them government workers a majority of Americans don't how about the phrase collective bargaining rights is that you saw 61 percent but if it is instead called the right of people to join or not to join a union then the whole side flips right well we have a jingle for that actually So I thought that fit in there with your little clip. Totally. Let's do some non-clip news, John. I mean, I have a, a, a list that a mile long of stuff that is just uh, unbelievable. Um, we finally are seeing some uh, some slave revolt in uh, Gitmo Nation East, which I'm very proud of, and of course, no one has really connected it to what uh, what is actually going on. Uh, criminals, criminals knocked out a large part of the Vodafone mobile phone network yesterday. 
after stealing vital equipment. Now, what happened is uh, someone took a van and crashed it into a telephone exchange and ripped the stuff out of there and took the whole <laughs> network down for like 18 hours or whatever. Wow. And duh. Lysol what is that? Toilet is oh, complete. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking web pages with stuff playing. Um, and uh, not getting a lot of play, but of course, Vodafone, as we've demonstrated on this show, is totally part of this system. Uh, they've been pretty evil in uh, in Egypt and other places, just turning off the network. And I'm sure they hand over all kinds of data gladly to the authorities. And uh, good job, everybody. Good job. I like it. I like that uh, that you've just like ripped them off the air. That's exactly what we got to do. Very good. Gitmonation Deutschland. Uh, I guess uh, you know they were holding up shoes. Human resources there, and uh, Guttenberg has resigned. Oh. The guy who uh, you know lied, you know, had uh, plagiarized his thesis as a doctor, and uh, he quit because the people were having none of it. This is good. Of course, that's <clears throat> severely underreported. You can always uh, expect that. And uh, I would like to say, uh, under the heading "Meme Alert" uh, in the opinion pages, David Brooks, who uh, Brooks has got to be uh, an agency guy. What do you think? Yeah, I never thought about it, but it could be. Uh, I, I hear some people I know talk about him a lot. Uh, title, The New Normal. <laughs> We're going to be a lot of deficit cutting over the next several years. The country's future greatness will be shaped by whether we cut wisely or stupidly. So we should probably come up with a few sensible principles to guide us as we cut. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is The New Normal, the austerity principle, <coughs> as predicted on this show. It's the meme. It's just the new normal. Get used to it. Shut up, slave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we have... Um, what do we have anything here? Else? Any, any, anything else before we get to the donations? Yeah, I do have something else. So, I'm very confused. Uh, because, of course, the... Uh, science! The science is in. Uh, big reports. I guess they had to cover their tracks here. What caused the colossal snowfalls that buried much of the USA oh, this yeah, winter? I saw that story. Setting snow records in New York and Chicago. One group of scientists blames global warming. Counterintuitive though it may be, heavy snowstorms are not inconsistent with the warming planet, says Jeff Masters, director of meteorology for the Weather Underground, a private weather service. Well. We know what they're about now, don't we? So, uh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Stop the press. Yeah, it's not. Weather is not climate. I know. That's what they exactly. keep. That's, this, by the way, is another uh, uh, another little good one you can use. Because now they're saying, well, this weather is because of the climate. Uh, but you, they can't have it both ways. Uh, because if you say, well, it's it's like really cold. No, no. But we're still, every the climate is heating up. And they say, you know, weather is not climate. But now it's like weather is climate. I, I, I'm, I'm very, very confused. But then we get to... Uh, I think they made a mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think? No, I, yeah. I think they, they, <laughs> they, they walked into this one. Yep. They should have just shut up about it and kept their old theory because it's just the weather does fluctuate. They could, they could just ride out these, these storms and say, well, that's just, you know, weather's not, not climate. Weather's not climate. They should have stayed with that. But now they're trying to rationalize everything and they're getting themselves into a heap of trouble. And then we have the National Ocean, uh, Ocean and Atmospheric Administration, the NOAA. And I don't know th- what happened here, but they reported 
uh, they have a, a climate scene investigator unit, yes, CSI, believe it or not, and they said, well, there's no evidence of any global warming connection to the snowstorms. Instead, they say natural weather patterns were most likely entirely responsible for the snowstorms. So I think that uh, the NOAA got a call and said, look, th- these guys are messing it up. You know, everyone's on board, and you know these these are not approved statements from Weather Underground. They're just like you know, just trying to get in the news to promote their iPhone app or the, uh, the iPad Two app. And uh, we've got to like nip that in the bud because people are gonna gonna start saying, "Hey, wait a minute, you can't have it both ways." Like those two douchebags, Curry and Dvorak. So you got to stop them. So I think the NOAA is now tasked with saying, "No, no, no, this is uh, you know," because of course at the end of the report they say, "Well, global warming is real." Uh, but what we're seeing now is just because of, you know, it's just like weather, natural weather patterns. Yeah, well, like they're slapping them. Yeah. So All it's, right. uh, so they, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of, uh, kind of weird. And uh, something that uh, astounded me from the technology press was this uh, Gmail uh, deletion issue. The outage. Well, it wasn't an outage, John. Well, what, people's no, accounts what, well, got deactivated yeah. and deleted. Yeah, this is a typical cloud thing. And by the way, I was going to mention this, but before the show began, you heard the phone ring. I went over there, and there's a recorded message from Verizon Ooh. saying that the Verizon One phone and website, the website for the Verizon One phone, I don't even know that I have one. Maybe I do or had one. Uh, is the the website is going to be deactivated and they're going to take down all the photos, everything you've been storing, if you're one of these Really? Really? It's going to be gone, so you better go download it while you can, otherwise you're going to lose everything. Well, it costs too much money? This this is why I don't like the cloud. I I don't know why people just don't see it. It's just a, you know, uh, it's a temporary place to put stuff and it's dangerous if if you want to rely on it. Well, what I wondered is why was there not one person, at least one person saying, gee, maybe this was a hack. Maybe someone broke in uh, and, and was messing around their email system. Why does no one question this? Why does Google get a free pass on this stuff? Because they're Google. They're the good guys. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm like, wow, you know, yeah, this you're is right. pretty you're serious. Right. And then what? They said they were re- restoring 150,000 Gmail accounts from tape backup. Please, do you know how do you know how many tapes that would take? That would it's gonna, it's, four, well, that's why they haven't managed to do it yet. I mean, it's going to take a while. It would be a, a tape uh, length of four miles. Someone calculated <clears throat> four well, miles of tape backups. I, these, I'm just these not backup buying. systems are robotic, so it's not a, it's not impossible. I'm just not buying it. It, it, it doesn't. It, you know, it doesn't even matter if I buy it or not. I'm astounded. That all these so-called techno journalists are like, oh yeah, yeah, because it didn't happen to them, right? That's why. And you know, and, and Google says, oh, it only happened to zero point one two percent, and everyone just buys it. You stupid! I hate them all. You too. Where's your Where's your column? Where's your column <laughs> you about this? It. You should question I was this. I have been on it. You should question this. I'm telling you, this is no. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. We do have a few people to thank uh, for this week's uh, or this episode today. Not a lot. Uh, episode 280-something, 283, uh, and let's do that. Uh, Kenneth H- Kyle Holes of Hamilton, Ohio. No need to make a special mention on the show. Just know that episode 282 
was awesome. You guys do great work. Uh, it no. didn't, didn't show up in the donations that, that it was so awesome. So I, I take that personally, by the way. we did. I guess we didn't do a good job. We even nineteen eighty nine. I always assume that. <clears throat> didn't uh, we even put B- Bieber or Gaga in the in the show? Yeah, title? I guess that wasn't the key. Yeah, Ringo uh, from Amherstburg, Ontario, needs some karma. It's contract renewal time at work. Hope this helps. One hundred thirteen dollars and thirty cents. You need a medical advisor for the show, as your coverage on medical topics sucks. Some uh, right, Shantix, most drugs, some wrong, vaccines, except the smoking. Oh, right. Okay, right. Yeah. We got Danny the med student who pesters us all the time. Yeah, we got enough people. We got enough people pestering us. We just have our own ideas about it, okay? But anyway, here's your karma, my friend. Deserve. You've got karma. And also, karma is needed for uh, uh, Chasen. I guess it's Chasen Rosdilski. Rosdilski in Saskatoon. By the way, Saskatoon is the Paris of Canada. Yeah, you better get used to that name because he's Sir Chasen today. Uh, He's now Sir Chasen. Okay. Let me give him a little uh, karma there. You've got karma. We're going to be knighting him in a minute. And uh, just just a quick uh, karma note uh, from Rudy from Upstart Ventures. Dudes, thanks for the karma shot. Just wanted to let you know it worked. We, Sam and I, got the place with three days and move in tomorrow. So the karma worked for him. Uh, And then we have... um, Come on, you can do it. I, I, you know, it just says P snakes here. It's Pate Sneakers. Pate, Pate snakes. Well, he said you could pronounce it snakes. He sent me an email specifically yeah, saying but, you but can pronounce Pate. it snakes. Yeah, it's Pate. Pate snakes. Yeah. One hundred eleven dollars eleven cents. Uh, Jay Gautier, Gautier, Flint, Michigan. As a regular five dollar a month subscriber, I felt necessary to finally donate a little bit more and receive a de-douching. Oh, hold on a second. Let's give you that for a second. <laughs> You've been de-douched. You could, and he wanted some karma. You could have given him a double hit. I can do a broken hit. You've got karma, and especially you guys are being my sole actual source of real news. Yeah, well, we are. I, it's true. I don't see anybody else doing this. I extend to you my most heartfelt felt thank you, and please never quit the good fight. I'm donating 111 dollars now due to the obligatory birthday formula, and I'll bet. Uh, and you bet I'll be part of the 333 Club for the ultimate karma. Also, I may. Get a plug for my podcast, The Zero Podcast, at zeropodcast.com. It's pretty much the poster child of what John describes as being a bad idea <laughs> to drink and broadcast. I've always wanted to do a show where everyone was drunk on the show. I think that'd be great. It's cool if the audience is drunk. Uh-huh. That's when it really works. And uh, he has a few other little notes here. Uh, what, can you explain, Adam, what the 111 uh, model is for people to donate, how that works, the birthday uh formula yeah if uh so you take the last two digits of the year you were born in now i was born in 1964 that's uh one year before charlie sheen so i'm technically i am winning um and i'll always be winning compared to him because i'm from 64 and um you uh add to that the number uh the age that you will that you uh turned in uh, this year so I'll be 47, and if that equals 111, well, that's extra bonus karma for you, and you should try and donate. You've got karma. Some uh, version of the 1111. Right, <clears throat> exactly. Keith Edwards, Gilbert, Arizona, $111.11. John Smith, or Sir John Smith, I'm very sorry, St. Petersburg, Florida. You should. There should be enough for a second knighthood, and I want to knight the guy who introduced me to both Ron, Paul, and No Agenda. Can this knighthood go to, I guess we need another knight here. 
Wait a minute. Stuff. What are we? Uh, this sucks. Okay, who are we knighting? Well, he wants Alan Asaf of Georgia to be knighted, and I, I would assume Eric can do the math for us right quick and make sure that we do have enough there for a second knighthood. Well, just put Alan Asaf on the list. Okay. Justin uh, Bach, B-A-C-Q-U-E, Lafayette, Louisiana, I'm sure it's pronounced in some Cajun way, 7777. John Adam donating 7777 because I was born on the Ides of Martha at 717, weighing 7 pounds, 7 ounces. Also, wagthedog.com made me laugh harder than I have in a long time. Still laughing about that one. Really? It's wagthedug.com. Oh, wag the Doug. Yeah, wag the Doug.com points to no agenda show. <laughs> David C. Pugh, North Canton, Ohio. Love the show. Could use some karma for a better job. All right. We'll hand that to you. The, that, You've got karma. 6969 from him. He's got something on his mind. Mike uh, Paluski in Madison, Wisconsin. John and I'm listening to Noah Jenna for a little more than a year now. Figured it's time to donate. I truly like the valuable value model. Uh, that the show operates on. I'm donating because I find great value in your show, and you should, and I hope other people do too. There's a good contingent of No Agenda listeners among my friends, and none of them have donated yet. So in an attempt to get them to donate, I would like to call Danu and Kenneth out as douchebags. Oh, no. Douchebag. Thanks for putting on a great show. Keep up the good work, and it's certainly appreciated. Justin Cohen... Grand Valley, Ontario, Canada. I was just called out by my by Jeff Juniper as a massive douchebag after I turned him onto the show, and now I need some serious de-douching. <laughs> You've been de-douched. However, yes. I want to call out Richard Henderson, uh, fellow, fellow No Agenda listener and ham operator as a douchebag for listening and not donating. Oh, Thanks no. For- Thanks for the good work from the Canadian Ham Radio contingent. Be a donor, not a boner. Yeah, 5665. Exactly. Daniel Hutner, uh, double nickels on the dime from Murphy's, California. You guys have it right. The listener support idea because working for the man sucks. That's what we say. And Chris Gielen, Sir Chris. Uh, ich bin super blige. Uh, <laughs> Want met this gift word ich ritter van der own tafel van gein agenda. Not bad. By the way, if it's okay with you, I prefer rent boys and cabernet over hookers and blow. So he has uh, a knighthood coming. Well, actually, so he uh, he he gave us the accounting there. And he is uh, on the list, and he came up with uh, $999.99. You know what that means? We kick in the extra penny. Yeah, and, we uh, are big spenders. That's right. And we, uh, so we'll be knighting uh, Chris Heelan in uh, just a minute. And Christopher Lawton in Dartmouth, Massachusetts. Greg uh, Brunsell in Kenosha, Wisconsin, $50 each. And Marquis Moore in Sacramento, $50. Can't hit my full message here. Please check the email. I guess uh, I'll have to look uh, for I that. checked, and uh, maybe it went to you, but it didn't go to me. I, I, do not, I did not receive an email. We'll read your email later, Marquis, uh, or Marcus, Looks I think. like Eric left. I think Eric. Yeah, maybe. Robert uh, Durden. <laughs> Robert Durden. That's I wonder if it's related to Tyler from Hoboken, New Jersey. We have a couple extra ones that came in over the mail, including... Uh, $117.11 from Chris Pusateri in Bethel Park, Pennsylvania. Uh, represents my second Niner, 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 Niner payment since I started listening. Niner, 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 Niner for you. 
first time he wanted to be anonymous, but then John decided to butcher my name. Okay, well, I'm going to butcher his name again. Great stuff. Um, he's looking for a new job. He needs some karma. Okay, we'll hand that out to him. You've got karma. He's the one who, uh, uh, whose wife hates the biodiversity jingle. Oh, so we, well, we already played it. Yeah, what's well, a great, great stuff, jingle? Adam and John. I stopped listening to KQED slash NPR after discovering you guys. I get my real news from No Agenda, uh, and this is Alan Bean in Oakland. And what's Thanks nice is you know uh, Mickey has a, a new intern. She's a twenty-one-year-old, and um, and she, and she you know and she's like, well, you know, I don't have cable yet. She just moved to LA. I don't have cable yet, so I don't have any television. Said, you don't need it. Said, I've got an internet, and I've been following kind of Libya and. Uh, Says, you know, it's kind of weird. It doesn't feel right. You know, I'm like, okay, I've got to go real easy with the 21 year old. And she says, but you know, I saw Zeitgeist and I'm like, oh, beautiful. <laughs> she says, man, they really, they, this whole financial crisis, they really just brought that on us, didn't they? And it's like, this kid is amazing. And I'm like, okay, Fabien, you're now my best, my BFF forever. And, uh, and she's like, you know, I, I, I can't watch the news it's i have a feeling that it's just not real news so we've got star children who are uh, awake and if you've got uh, kids, we have a few yeah turn a few. turn them on to the show and we're trying yeah. to keep the show clean for that very purpose. so alan bean in oakland says he'll keep giving us money if we keep just exposing the bs can't be a douchebag any longer uh, i've been a listener from the beginning and look forward to every show never donated especially feel you guys are one of your five female listeners this is carolyn uh Kleifgen or Kleifgen, C-K-L-I-K-L-E-I-F-G-E-N. He was watching a TV show and a young man walking through the drugstore said to his companion, hey, look, a douchebag is a real thing. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> really? 55-55. don't say. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's an actual yeah. object. Well, those no agenda guys, man, they're good. They're everywhere. And finally, uh, <laughs> even in Rite Aid. Rice Dad asked if uh, we can put Caldwell, well, Idaho on the map at noagendanation.com. And that's it for this week's uh, donors. Okay. So we congratulate uh, Brandon Bean, uh, whose uh, dad, uh, Don, says happy birthday. Uh, he turns 28 on uh, March 4th. Fourth. 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 <laughs> <laughs> on March 4th. And uh, Jay Gautier celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday from your friends here at the No Agenda Show from Adam and John. I think we got a, can you, uh, can you get it out? Yeah, hold on. Hmm. Yeah, you got the big one today, huh? Yep. I got to get mine here. Okay. All right, Jason Radzilski, step forward, my friend. As, uh, oh, you know what? Chris Heelan, would you please step forward as well? And Alan Asaf, the three of you have reached your giving level of $1,000. Some of you had needed an extra penny, which we kicked in gladly. So we hereby pronounce thee, Sir Jason, Sir Chris, and Sir Alan, Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please have it. One more, because we've got three. And one more, just for good measure. We have uh, Hookers and Blow and uh, Rent Boys and Cabernet, uh, as requested by Chris here. Thank you so much. We highly appreciate it. And, of course, uh, the rings are real, and uh, they are on their way. So uh, uh, probably Eric has 
already contacted you about ring size because that is now part of our package. Yes, please uh, respond to that email about ring size or you're going to get some standard size and it's, you know, you're going to have, well, I mean, it probably could fit on some finger. By the way, I do have the note from Marquis Moore because it's interesting. I'm going to have to read it. Okay. Been listening to the show for a few months. was uh, up to Zanny. Uh, to make uh, up for the time I didn't donate, I want to make the following offer. I have a small IT consulting and support business providing residential and small business services in Sacramento, California. Make a link. It's called VYB Technical Solutions, which is VYBTechnicalSolutions.com. For the month of March, I'll offer 20% service discount to all uh, No Agenda listeners. 50% of those proceeds will be donated back to the No Agenda show at the end of the month. Wow, nice. I like it. That's fantastic. Will Thank need you so mention much. The No Agenda show to receive the discount. I love that. That is great. That's awesome. Indeed. Oh, man. And we do have one last special karma for Matthew Wittering, who's apparently going on a date with some hottie Friday <laughs> night, which is tomorrow. You've got karma. It's pretty and sad when people come to us to get laid, isn't apparently, it? Apparently really horny for this girl, and he needs all the help he can that's get. That's really sad. If you think we can help with I mean, that's bad, man. Don't you have any friends? This is no good. This is no good. So when you're driving along and you see that... Uh, you see that uh, stop sign? Dvorak.org slash N-A. You're going to think, I want to be a donor, not a boner. Whatever your giving level is, we've got a number of programs. Go to Dvorak.org slash N-A. Support the show. Um, it was funny because we still get emails from people saying, oh, you know, I've done the math and it'll work great if you do, you know, do it by subscription. No, it's not how it works. One percent of the listeners to this program actually supports us, and it's not enough. It really isn't, um, and, and I'm putting man. There's no there's no agenda news network. I'm putting a lot of time into it. I mean, I've pretty much I'm on autopilot for the Big App Show, which was kind of like my hedge. I don't I don't think it's making no money. It's fun to do. I thought the Big App Show had all kinds of potential. There's no market in apps. It's like news. You know, it's like people definitely want to get free apps, and they love me showing it. And thank you very much. And I have a couple of people. You know, I tried a little bit of the the model of value for value, but you know, it's like. A hundred bucks a month. It's like you know, I do an app every day for iPhone and every day for Android. I'm going to try something else, but I don't have time to, to really expand anything because this this news network, which is Gitmo Nation News, uh, GitmoNewsNetwork.com, but uh, there's all kinds of sites now pointing to it. Uh, you can find it pretty easily. It's really great. I mean, it's a continuous flow, twenty four seven, because people are putting uh, stories and links into it from all across Gitmo Nation. Um, it's it's great. I mean, you just check into that. It's like wow, and we're gonna have all kinds of cool features, and you know, everyone can contribute. And so I'm I'm really building that out. Don't forget, we got noagendastream.com. We're doing a lot of work. We really are. I mean, I think we have a full service operation here. That's pretty amazing how much work we do. Now, I want to mention that people that do art for us, our artists and residents, yes. is a bunch of them. We yes. have a slew of regulars that do uh, great art Great work. They all do great I work. I want to mention to you guys, uh, first of all, to uh, not put the show number on there because we can use some of the stuff as evergreens. And two, make the type size readable if you shrink the art down to 450 by 450. Because we've had a number of pieces that are really good, but when you shrink the uh, cover down to 450, you can't read it. Just doesn't so look we've good. had to bu- bump those. And I want to just make it clear to our artists. We have a lot of artists that listen to our uh, show. And, talented and artists. Talented, talented artists. Very talented. It's amazing. We have some of the best art, cover art, every single show that any show has ever produced on, on the Internet. I want to give fact. a... 
give a shout out to uh, so we just uh, tell people one more time where they can go to support the show org slash na you notice we got the, like the NBC xylophone in there yeah that's nice Sir Jeff Smith man rocking it a shout out to uh, the human resources in Gitmo Nation Great White North Toronto specifically they awoke uh, this past week to uh, a note a mandatory note for their smart water meters. Oh. Oh, yeah. And I have, uh, I've chopped up their commercial uh, with the beginning and then kind of the payoff so you can hear what, uh, if, you don't, if you didn't know already, this is what you got up there, and of course it's coming everywhere, and uh, listen to this. Oh, hello? I think yeah. I recorded it. No, oh, there we go. The City of Toronto is rolling out a mandatory automated water meter program that will replace or install water meters for all customers with more efficient and accurate automated meters. The meters and the installation are free. Appointment caller will turn off the water. The lines are drained of any remaining water and a new water meter is installed. All water meters will transmit consumption data via a transmitter, eliminating the need for city staff to enter your home in the future to obtain your water meter reading. The transmitter wire is attached to the water meter and the transmitter box is placed in a location that will ensure the best possible signal transmission. The transmitter is programmed by your installer and will only send consumption data and a serial number to the city. Uh No personal homeowner information is transmitted. Homeowners... Except, of course, they had the serial number and know exactly which house it is. This is a pretty amazing thing. 450 megahertz is what it broadcasts on. Mile, it's got a mile range made, made by Alclara. And who knows what's in this box? And by the way, they show the placement. It goes on the wrong side of the main shutoff valve. Are you with me, John? It goes on the wrong So it's going it on can, the side? They can shut it off. So, so they, they install a new shutoff valve, and then they attach the uh, smart meter to it. But the shutoff valve is this humongous thing. They've got to cut a big hole in your wall, and they show all this in the video. So, and this is two-way. If you look at the, the website, I've got it linked in the show notes at shutupslaves.com. If you look at Alclara, <clears throat> it's two-way communication. They can transmit back to shut off your water remotely. They don't even have to enter your home to shut off your water. We have the, uh, the, 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 the automatic outside uh, for power. You have that? You have a smart meter? Yeah. You're they kidding me. They just put it in one day. Uh, without asking? Just like, yeah, here well, it is. it's outside. I mean, it's not inside wow. the house. Wow. Well, that's pretty amazing. Well, meanwhile. Yeah, but all the numbers go way up. There's some scam. This is a scam. Yeah. Some, well, it's control grid is what it is. It's, they can shut you off remotely. They don't have to show up. Oh, yeah. you didn't pay? Click. I better get a generator. You better pay your bill. Uh, let's see. Get my nation lowlands. It's pretty interesting. With that, that's really where it's all closing down on them. I feel bad. Uh, the uh, revenue internal revenue service of the lowlands is now uh, receiving all information profiles. Uh, <clears throat> salary information details from directly from the banks. If you have a mortgage. So if you have a mortgage now, the banks have to give all of their personal information about you to the IRS, which is yeah. really, yeah, that's very nice. And this one kind of kind of threw me off. So uh, what would you say is, uh, if you're, anyone who goes to Holland, Amsterdam in particular, what do, you, what do you see on the street? What is the number one thing you see? 
Bicycles. Bicycles, exactly. So um, there's a new uh, law. If, uh, <laughs> and this is in Os, which is, uh, of course, the, just the first uh, town that they're doing it in. If you park your bicycle illegally, you can be fined up to 3,800 euros and a jail sentence of maximum three months. What? What does that mean? <laughs> if they catch you parking your bicycle in a, a non-approved bicycle parking spot, you mean in other words, you're going, you're, you're bicycling around, you 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 go to the side of the road, it's, and it's, well, a it's store, per- you just leave the bike there, you run inside and buy a Pepsi. Well, it's particularly on your bike. It's particularly you get, for you get uh, thrown in jail. It's well, it's particularly for uh, around the uh, the train station. Woo woo. Uh, I guess they got tired of, uh, you know, because they got uh, bicycle racks where you can park your bike. You might have yeah, to pay Tim, for by it. By the way, if anyone's ever seen one of these bicycle racks by the train station, the thing is the size of a football field. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. But if you don't park it in the designated parking spot and they catch you, stupid slave, 3,800 euro uh, maximum fine, which, of course, they'll hand out gladly, or uh, and or, no, or, I'm sorry, Three months in the in the in the slammer. <laughs> You're better off just buying the bicycle and ditching it. Yeah, and, and not showing Getting up. A new bike. Yeah, not showing. Uh, uh, that's not my bike. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want that bike. Not at all. Uh, European Union, United States of Europe. This is very interesting. They're now lobbying. Remember the 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 way the deal was with this uh, Lisbon Treaty. Is it was supposed to be? You know, all oh, every country can have their own uh, their own laws, and it's just guidelines. And of course, and all of a sudden, we got this unelected uh, Haiku Herman, who's the president of uh, the United States of Europe. Uh, looks like they're setting up a uh, a law that the uh, Starfleet Command can actually determine what the minimum wage will be Europe wide. So that they can uh, harmonize this. This is a great uh, elitist word. Harmonize it so that uh, someone in Greece who, uh, of course, uh, you know, might be uh, earning too much from their their government job can be lowered down to the standard. But it'll be a standard across all of Europe. And this is a real big problem because what's happening, and there's a great video that I have in the show notes in uh, in London. So you have like the Marriott Hotel, and they have the uh, the staff there is um, you know who uh, who clean the rooms. They're essentially uh, Polish women who uh, come over looking for a gig, and they get paid by the uh, by an agency, and they're literally making six pounds and fifteen pence an hour in London, and it's it's not like a full time job. You know, it's uh, flexible hours. And it's so sad to see this. I mean, people have no work in in England. They're out of work. The work that is there is taken by uh, immigrants from other parts of Europe, which, of course, is made legal. And their wages are just being, the minimum wage is going to be pushed down. It's already being pushed down. And and the Marriott is not in any violation because they just contract a separate agency. So they say, oh, yeah, here's uh, here's X amount per year to clean the place. You, you in the agency, you take care of all the problems. And it's it's so sad to see. I mean, with the, it's real crisis, and and it's just well, ah, screw yeah, it's it. It's nothing like what we do here with the Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, we just let them come in and be illegal. 
But no, so. it's 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 really it's. I think it's really dire, and uh, and I think it's going to get a, a hell of a lot worse. Well, there's a well, there's another thing that's not being covered. So I at least have to play the clip on Iraq riots unreported because I still think the Charlie Sheen thing was is basically, it? besides being cheap material, was a cover up for the fact that there are major riots, and they show a lot of clips on on this. By the way, you can't see on the show, of course. And this is that we're talking about makes the Egypt riots, and by the way, the town square has the exact same name. Uh, it makes the in in Baghdad and it makes the Egypt riots look ridiculously tame. And this is going on all over Iraq. Nobody is talking about it in the ma- main media. We had to pull it down from a the left wing show, Democracy Now, Democracy Now, the War and Peace Report, democracynow.org. You know, the, I'm Amy Goodman. Hello, uh, I'm Amy Goodman. Democracy Now, War and Peace Report with John C. Dvorak. So anyway, it's just, this is a report pretty much summarized. Well, the U.S. has sharply criticized Libya for brutally cracking down on protesters. It's remained noticeably silent on the recent attacks against Iraqi dissidents. On Friday, tens of thousands of protesters participated in Iraq's largest protest in years. They demanded an end to corruption, shortages of jobs, food, power, and water. We are free young men, and we do not belong to a certain ideological movement, but we ask for simple legitimate demands that include the right of an education and the right of a decent life. We are educated youths. There are a number of college students among us. The government has stolen our dreams. We are young men without dreams. Although the protests were largely peaceful, authorities fired water cannons, sound bombs, live bullets to disperse the crowds as Iraqi army helicopters buzzed overhead. Officials estimated 29 Iraqis were killed, including a 14-year-old boy. Deaths were recorded in at least eight places across Iraq, including Fallujah, Mosul, and Tikrit. Then on Sunday, U.S.-backed Iraqi security forces detained about 300 people, including prominent journalists, artists, and lawyers who'd taken part in the rallies. Four journalists who were later released said the soldiers from an army intelligence unit handcuffed, blindfolded, beat, and threatened them with execution. They were held in a room where hundreds of people sat on the floor with black hoods over their heads. Many were groaning, their shirts bloodied. The crackdown comes on the heels of Human Rights Watch report that singled out the targeting of journalists as a significant and ongoing problem in Iraq. In addition to journalists, women and detainees are suffering from increased human rights violations. We turn now to Ra'ed Jarrar, an Iraqi-American blogger, political analyst. He's joining us from yeah, he's a blogger. Yeah, I ended it there because yeah. the guy's on a Skype connection. You can't understand who he talk- He's a blogger. You can't. Yeah, he's a blogger. But they, they had some good footage. It could have been all B-roll from someplace else, but it was pretty interesting. And I don't see anybody except the left-wing media covering it at all. It's amazing. And it's... it's it's actually, you know, this and the Greek riots, which even the left-wing media doesn't cover, uh, is just it's so just suppressed. Didn't we like go in there and kick out Saddam Hussein to to make everything great? Yeah, apparently we did, did a crappy job. We so did a crappy sad. job, and you know, you can blame uh, Ted Rumsfeld for the whole thing. Around <laughs> uh, the horn to get Mo Nation East. Uh, I guess they uh, they're working on their. Uh, police state uh, grid 
there's a whole bunch of articles about uh, about how you're being watched over there. And this, of course, is the beta test for what we get everywhere else. And we've discussed this on the show many times. Uh, apparently, in uh, the United Kingdom, there is one camera for every 32 people. No, they got to up the ante on that one. Well, they're planning on it. I would hope. I'm glad you asked. Um, here it is. Unmanned spy drones and facial recognition cameras should soon be the norm, reports. All right. Reports about time. Telegraph. You know, I, um, I'm now a licensed driver in the great state of California, the People's Republic of. And uh, so I had to do my test. Um, was it uh, Wednesday? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, no, Did Tuesday, you park? Uh, Tuesday. You know, you I, know I, I'd like to know if you could use one of those automatic parking cars, which Ford and, and, and Lexus makes. Didn't Toyota. even have to do that. I just had to pull over to the curb and then back up like 10 feet. You didn't get the, You didn't make you park? No parking. No when parking. did that change? When I was a kid, I had to learn how to no. park. And it's also where you don't have to drive a stick. You can, you know, I, I took uh, uh, yeah. Mickey's uh, urban assault vehicle. So, th- so in other words, everybody, every bonehead in the world that can't park is out there driving around. Here's the funniest thing. So <laughs> there's two things of note, well, a couple things of note. So one is, man, these people are arrogant dicks. They've got wraparound sunglasses. Because you sit there in line for an hour and you watch one by one, you know, and they all do the same thing like, because uh, they got to check the car, tap on the brakes, left-hand signal, right-hand signal, honk the horn. Show me your hand signals. Tell me what they mean. This was a this was a trick question, but of course I, I knew it was coming because I'd watched this happen. You know, you know, it's like so you got you have to show like who uses it. People don't even use their directional signals anymore in California. They just turn wherever they want to go. But we have to on the test. You have to show uh, this is left, this is right, this is stop. Like okay, and then there's all you know they're all like too cool with their wraparound sunglasses. And I was nervous. I, I, I haven't been this nervous since I I took my. My flight test, I swear to God, I'm like, oh, man, I hope I pass this. Then you drive around, and there's a trick. And I almost got nailed by the trick question with the trick uh, on the route. So you come around this corner, and it's 25 if there's kids, but it's 35. And then right after that, there's one of those digital signs that says your current speed is. And I'm like, I got really confused because I saw a kid. Out of the corner of my eye. So I, I and and then and I'm like and I see and I slow slow down and I see on the speedometer it says 27 and then the thing flashes and says you're doing 35 and I say oh really <laughs> just what I said I said oh really I'm going 27 and then she says yeah well you're supposed to be, you're slowing down traffic you should be going 35 because this is dangerous you're slowing down and that's not a kid well, it's, it's a teenager I'm like <laughs> I had a backpack on <laughs> look like a kid. Anyway, so I pass. Irrelevant. But again, they've got L1. You know, when you t- get your picture taken, it's not a camera. It's an L1 identity solution. That's the thing that's a big thing. And they've got to set it all up. And you stand in front of you know, the special screen. And they're taking your biometric face recognition profile. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. L1. Look, look on the website. Look at what Make it is. Make a grimace. <laughs> not a lot of life. You take your glasses off, all kinds of stuff. L1 Identity Solutions. Yeah, thanks, guys. Another part of our military-industrial complex. I was like, wow. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, very happy to report that uh, cocaine dealers are using Britain as an international hub, according to uh, the UN drug uh, study. The same guys who uh, were right uh, about saying all the 
uh, all the Wall Street money came from drugs. They had another UN report that just like, oh, well, yeah, we know that. We're not going to do anything with it. Drug traffickers have turned Britain into a major European cocaine hub. Vast quantities of coke are being smuggled into the country to feed domestic demand and export to Europe, warned the United Nations. Its experts found cocaine was increasingly the drug of choice for nightclub goers who were turning away from ecstasy. European hub. Shipments of cocaine are increasingly being brought to UK before being shipped to Europe. Blah, 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 blah. There you go. So it's no longer ecstasy, John. We're out. We gotta get on that coke wagon. It's about time. Yeah, see, once again, Charlie Sheen's winning. He does. He knows exactly what While you're on the topic of drugs, I have a commercial. Oh, my goodness. You mean legal drugs? The good stuff? Yeah, the stuff that'll kill you. Yeah. Okay. What do we have? This one kills you also. This is a variation on another one we did before where if you have TB, you shouldn't be taking this drug. Hey, if you got TB. Tuberculosis? You should be in the hospital. Yeah. Play the Embrol commercial. With rheumatoid arthritis, it seems like your life is split in two. There's the life you live and the life you want to live. Fortunately, there's Embrol. Embrol can help relieve pain, stiffness, fatigue, and stop joint damage. Because Embrol <laughs> suppresses your immune system, it may lower your ability to fight infections. Yeah, so you can so you can take up that swine flu when we release it. Serious, sometimes fatal events, including infections, tuberculosis, lymphoma, and other cancers, and nervous system and blood disorders have occurred. Before wow. starting Embrol, your doctor should test you for tuberculosis. Ask your doctor if you live or have lived in an area where certain fungal infections are common. Don't start Embrol if you have an infection like the flu. Tell your doctor if you're prone to infections, have cuts or sores, have had hepatitis B, have been treated for heart failure, or if while on Embrol you experience persistent fever, bruising, bleeding, or paleness. Ask your rheumatologist if Embrol is right for you and help bridge the gap between the life you live and the life you want. Wow. Yeah, ask you if it's right for you. It's not! <laughs> is this right for me? Well, do you want to die? Then it's completely right for you. It's the worst. Well, we're on the, well, we're on the you've got pharma uh, under the vaccines heading in the show notes. So they're still, you know, they're still trying to to ram through the HPV. They've got CBS News, the compromised CBS News, who of course run nothing but commercials for pharma. You know, have all these. Oh, you know, it's amazing. This guy he had he had uh, HPV, he had cancer of the throat. You know, before he was married, he had uh, multiple sex partners. Guy's like sixty five. You know, it's like sad. You know, so now his wife is like, you know, what were you doing? The rent boys, the cabernet, the whole thing is like disgusting to see it. And um, and here come the reports just in time. Swine flu and bird flu may team up to create a super virus. Reports say. May team up like, like like they're in the NFL or something. Yeah, well, they're trying to. These guys are working on that. They're trying to make it happen. They can't do it yet. Well, um, interesting. But, but, but you've been warned. Well, interestingly, uh, as a part of this same series of reports, I think it's uh, this is Reuters because, of course, that is the true Ministry of Truth. H one N one swine flu virus is compatible with a bird flu virus that is endemic in poultry in Asia. And they can produce hybrid viruses packed with great killing power. This is from a news organization. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Greater killing power. Not just great. Greater killing power. Oh, I love this. Hold on a second. It's got greater killing power. Chinese researchers warning us about this past Monday. Scientists have actually made 127 hybrid viruses by mixing genes of the H1N1 and the avian H9N2 virus in a laboratory 
and eight of the hybrids turned out to be more virulent, virulent than either parents when tested in mice. So they're making it. They're literally making it. All that has to happen, oh, I'm sorry, man. I, I dropped this vial. I'm so sorry. And, of course, what happened, completely underreported, which we covered extensively on the show, when Baxter International actually had this mistake happen, they also were mixing up swine flu with bird flu. It almost got put into a vaccine. In fact, it did get put into a vaccine. Luckily, before it was dispensed to human resources, someone tested it on mice. They all died, and we were able to stop that. Completely not reported at all. But now Baxter International has uh, received the approval of the European Repeat Mutual Recognition Procedure by the Agency for Health and Food Safety for their pre-flu cell seasonal influenza vaccine. So walk away from this, people, because these guys are mixing it up too. They're all mixing up these things, and and they make, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I put the swine flu into uh, 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 into your bird flu, and then we shot you up with it. This is, it's, it's just complete outrage. A, that they continue to indoctrinate us with this stuff. B, that they're mixing this stuff up in labs. Like 127 different doses. Let's see if this one works. How else are you going to make money in that <laughs> business? Well, it's not by private money, that's for sure. The Dutch government is selling off their vaccine facility. Oh. Yeah, because uh, the laws have changed. Dutch government has put the manufacturing activities and capacity of the, the Netherlands Vaccine Institute in Bilthoven up for sale following a decision to cease, quote, the production of vaccines under public ownership. There's like no money in it. Ah, get rid of it. Yeah, it's over. Gravy train's over, everybody. So uh, do you want to say anything about the Academy Awards that we went through all the trouble of watching? No, I don't. All aboard, train's good, plane's bad. I'd rather talk about trains and planes for a well, second. I, I do want to say one thing. What can Aaron you do? Sorkin is just a jerk. <laughs> Good. Okay. Noted. Well, how about... Uh, I'll give him one of those. Oh, that's better. I'm sorry. Yeah. Berkshire Hathaway, 2010 annual highlights. Of course, this is Warren Buffett's uh, uh, company. And, uh, you know, he does his annual report, and everyone goes to Omaha to hear the Oracle of Omaha speak. And uh, uh, so they have the uh, highlights. <laughs> uh, let me just find the first page here. I have the whole PDF in the show notes. So Warren Buffett makes tons of dough. I mean, he he's really really good. He's always on the inside. Uh, he remember he put in five billion dollars into Goldman Sachs uh, when they needed it, and of course that came back to what tenfold maybe. Yeah, he made something like so, that. So, so much I- money on that. Um, so here it is, uh, top of the list to the shareholders of Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway Inc. So per share book value of our stock increased 13%. Very good. Uh, book value has grown uh, a rate of 20.2% compounded annual. That's pretty good returns in a recession. The highlight of 2010 was our acquisition of Burlington Northern Santa Fe, a purchase that's working out even better than I expected. It now appears that owning this railroad will increase Berkshire's normal earning power by nearly 40% pre-tax and by well over 30% after tax. Making this purchase increased our share count by 6% and used $22 billion of cash. Since we've quickly replenished the cash, the economics of this transaction have turned out very well. There you go. 
hot rail is the deal. And it's only going to get better for him because everyone's on that gravy train. Yeah, well, it's not that we haven't talked about this to excess. Yeah, but it's nice to point it out. You know? It's nice to point nice, No, it's nice that he pointed out that we were <laughs> on to this. <laughs> right. And uh, so, the, you know that, that high-speed rail I want to put between London and Birmingham? Why? <laughs> Funny enough, it's, uh, it, it, will, uh, it will be a Y-shaped route. That will run run westwards to Manchester and east to Leeds before continuing on to Scotland. Uh, they think it'll be done in uh, 2026. Um, total cost: 32 billion pounds. <laughs> 40 billion dollars for a uh, what a waste of money. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'll throw a couple of magic numbers at you, John. Uh, magic numbers for those of you that are new to the program. Uh, we've determined that the number 33 is often used as code to communicate through open channels to let everyone know that the mission is accomplished, everything is A-OK, and sometimes it's just weird as we pick them up. Uh, of course, uh, everyone noticed that the iPad 2 is 33% thinner than its predecessor. That means it's probably got a back door in it. Oh, yeah. 33% of the Department of Homeland Security's $57 billion budget sought for immigration. You want to decode that one? I can't get, get it. I don't have it. I don't know what that can okay. be. Uh, Karachi, Sindh police, during the last 24 hours, have arrested 333 people accused, including three notorious robbers, each with RSO, uh, with uh, f- <coughs> half a million rand, because rand, Head money and recovered illegal weapons and drugs from their pos- uh, possession. Government <clears throat> operation. Total government sting operation. <clears throat> when you have the 333 and three notorious robbers, that's a double whammy. But my favorite, my all-time favorite, has to be World Trade Center developer Larry Silverstein locks New York City into a $33 million annual option for lease. Does it get any more disgusting when they just throw it in her face? <laughs> I mean, that, that just hurts. That's so <laughs> It's like, guy. please. Yeah, the guy who's like, uh... The guy who like, bought the World Trade Center, insured the crap out of it just before it came down. And got double the money. on the collapse. <laughs> and, and made double the money on it. Yeah, he doubled his money. He doubled his money. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I guess that's about it. I can't. I got only one other thing I've been looking at. You know, the, the, we are, I'm always fascinated by the George Clooney thing, especially since we got the note saying, you know, he's probably not a full time whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I was trying to predate when Clooney first started to appear on the scene as kind of uh, doing a lot of spy stories and, and, and being a stooge. I think it dates back to the uh, movie he did in 2002. Which was, which by the way, should be on the list of movies to watch. It's quite, quite entertaining. It's the movie about Chuck Barris. The guy who used to be the head of the Gong Show, who wrote a book in 1984 claiming that he was a hitman for the CIA, called "Confessions of a Dangerous Mind." Oh, I don't, I don't recall this. <clears throat> it was turned, it was turned into a movie in 2002 by Clooney, huh. uh, who played uh, I can't remember if he played uh, Barris or he played or I think he played the CIA guy, and. Uh, it's very entertaining, and, and at that point, it's possible that Barris wasn't, who knows? I mean, he could actually have been a CIA guy. But, it, but he was right. a hitman. He wasn't just right. a CIA guy. Right. He was a hitman for the CIA, and apparently while he was doing the gong show and the dating game and some of these other TV shows, he had to go off to Europe or some other place to give a speech and kill somebody. 
And uh, and this is how uh, Clooney first got kind of into the scene. Well, I think the predictions are, are to me, are very clear. Uh, George has been positioned way ahead of time uh, in in Sudan. Uh, the timing is impeccable with his Newsweek article. He's got the Ides of March movie coming out, which has been heavily promoted by crackpot theories running around, and uh, we're all going to die on the 15th of March, which is the Ides of March. Um, and, of course, we see the <clears throat> the riots uh, slowly coming down towards his area, and uh, lest us not forget that, uh, of course, Libya has uh, oil, um, but uh, Sudan has uh, the refineries in the north and has the oil in the south. And we've had this. Uh, the election results haven't actually been uh, ratified, have they? The- I don't know. It's a good question because I, I know the, the election was to split the country in half. Right. So the people with Khartoum so- being the kind of the dividing line. And we need to, you know, our side would have been the south side, which has all the wells. Right. And uh, we don't. I don't know what the. It has actually been kind of suppressed. I'm gonna. We should be looking into it. Well, stand by because it's all going to happen, and George Clooney's going to be on top of it, and he'll have. Uh, he'll be uh, communicating uh, all the messages that we want to hear, and uh, let's see what they do. Um, this is, of course, what we do on the show: is we we bring you the real news, we bring you news that helps you understand what is happening, and you'll you'll laugh, you will actually chuckle as you see the next move in this information war, as Hillary Clinton pointed out herself. Remember, she's got her uh, techno experts on the case, and uh, let's blogging, see, yeah, uh, tweeting in Farsi. Let's see what uh, what the next move is because they've got to come up with something spectacular. I think the um, uh, the Pan Am bombing thing is a long shot. It'll take too much time. They're trying to hurry that up, but this, you know, it's like. And I don't think enough people remember. It's just it's difficult. So they've got to have some kind of really horrible thing. It could be these Dutch, uh, so-called Dutch hostages, which we have from inside information. Uh, doesn't sound right. Uh, the number of team members is off, and uh, and of course everyone has their warships uh, right off uh, right off the coast. So it's just we're waiting for the I would say false flag event that'll trigger it all, and uh, and we'll go in and we have some. Does is there a statue of Gaddafi they can pull down? Is there something like that that? Uh, that can show that it's over. Don't know. I'm sure there's got to be something. Yeah, it has to be something symbolic, or he have him, he's got to flee the country. I don't think he's going to flee. He's going to go down in flames. Well, you know, maybe it, he's old enough that he doesn't care. He can go down in flames and hope he's a martyr, but he won't be. Meanwhile, his kids have all fl- flown the coop, except for Shemp. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's the Shemp. one guy stuck around. Shemp was always a weird one. But uh, so, hey, by the way, we're not. Uh, Saying Gaddafi's a good guy, but uh, he uh, his BFFs turned on him. Essentially, they were just waiting. This goes to show. Yeah, it's because it's where he got, gets in bed with China, and that's what happens. He screwed up. Big mistake. You don't. You, you know, we're in competition with China. We're in competition with Iran. Make no mistake. You heard it here first. You might not hear that on CNN, Fox, MSNBC, CBS. And you ABC. heard it from Hillary Clinton. It wasn't even us. As we say, straight from the horse's mouth. Woohoo! I was waiting for that one. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. I am the licensed driver in the great state of California and the lone wolf known as Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I have no such moniker, I'm just plain and simple John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Sunday for early morning service. Please support us with your appropriate giving level. We'll be here with no agenda in the morning.
Dvorak.org slash N-A